0: Take two.
1: <laughs> yeah, live and direct. Break it down, roll it up. Like, here, try this. No time to sidestep. Drums like whip crack, stay it present. Me and Paul like a lip match made in heaven. Flow so poetic. This is for the ages. Kids who reckless, get them on stages. I'm taking mental inventory of these hates. This is what happens when my brain, stays in it like Vegas. I ain't playing kid, this is no hobby. Y'all ain't trying to hurt nobody like playing
0: kid. The word got around about this amazing kid. When his flow spark it gets darker than an Asian wig. Hey man, hey, I like that guitar, man. Let me get a little bit of reverb.
1: Girl, be stick yellow, and be Remember the note? Cool. On this night, on this very Ashley night, on this night, on this night,
2: on this very Ashley night.
0: Oops, I'm recording. Oops. Are you ready? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, well now I'm officially recording. What's up?
1: This is the Kato Frank Podcast.
2: What's up?
1: What's the date today?
2: Today is December 30th. It is a Monday and we're still in 2019.
1: December 30th. Yeah. Only... One More. day left in the year and the decade.
2: Yeah, and then we'll hit twenty twenty. Crazy. Oh it's um, eleven thirty-six a.m. and it's fifty-eight degrees outside.
1: Eleven thirty-six.
2: It's a little cloudy. Um, F-
1: what's the temp? Fifty-six. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight.
2: It is fifty-eight degrees.
1: I was thinking about playing basketball, yes, but that Uber. has been postponed. Yes. Uh, we walked to Starbucks instead.
0: We did. I might
1: go play basketball later today. I haven't Excuse decided me. yet. I don't know what I'll be working on here and how anxious I'll get
0: yes.
2: by myself yes, when you go off to work. I still have to work um, at 3 p.m. until 11.30 p.m. So I'll be bouncing out of here in a few hours and dealing with a whole nother slew of things.
0: Sploo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, this is pretty much a full episode i'm tinkering with the format of how to put out the shows um this was technically supposed to be part two of our christmas episode but (laughs) since we're not doing very well uh following
2: them within the day yeah
1: following through with since we're recording such long shows and then other stuff comes up we end up postponing so uh, I guess this will just be a standalone. I think I'm kind of leaning towards that kind of format. I'm going to, if we can't get him in, in the same day, then it'll it'll just be a standalone episode. So sorry for all the confusion with the, oh, part one, part two, and this will this yeah. goes with this episode. And
2: But I mean, that's all about, like, finding out what works. I mean, you got to play with what works, not just, like, format-wise, but what works with time and days and things like that and then everything that's new kind of has that whole process of well you got to figure out like what works best and what way do you like the best and in the meantime like yeah you just kind of got to deal with a little bit of mess in between yeah but we're working on it it's weird like trying to figure it out
1: having that mess uh accessible yeah to your your like uh i was gonna say your customers but they're not our customers like you're kind of your base your, or your, yeah your base um what would that be called what's other words
2: um,
0: for it I don't,
1: just like people are able to act or observe it and see the mess and see the process yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with that um
2: it so. just shows like the evolution of like things yeah. i mean it's just like humans like obviously we don't look the same as we did years ago and you can if you look back at pictures or documentation whatever you see us progressing and changing and i mean everything kind of goes in that way businesses podcasts like i mean some people have it down to a t to begin with but i mean those people are also the people who probably have a lot more kind of tools in their pockets than we do so yeah
1: they kind of got a head start with what skills they had or the situation yeah or they had the perfect
2: picture of what they wanted to do and or
1: had more access to doing that stuff yeah Um, so i know it's frustrating as like a a listener or whatever it is when you're kind of seeing the mess the behind the scenes and maybe it's not as streamlined and perfect transparency as you want it but um
2: just shows people that not everything has to be perfect right off the bat and there's always room for progress and mistakes and
1: fuck perfection yeah we're about progress
2: progress yeah
1: uh so let's kind of move it along to we did the time date weather Uh plugs uh you could find me at david uh uh, davidcato ltd.com and on twitter um, Instagram. And Instagram all the same handle uh, where can they find you Ashley? You they should can, know by now
2: the, you guys should know by now but that's okay maybe <clears throat> some new people kind of straggled along who knows but um, if you don't know where to find me I am only on Instagram at fish underscore out of the underscore box um, I feel like I'm somewhat interactive so yeah <laughs> hit me up all that good stuff and that's where you find me
1: oh uh. Super interesting. Uh, (laughs) uh, Let's get into more interesting stuff. Shit we saw and heard. Yeah. So this is usually for the second half of the show, but since we're playing with the format, we're just putting out the content. We're making sure we're getting the content out there so we're not snowballing where this thing is too big to ever catch back up to. Yeah. So the stuff we want to talk about or discuss is constantly getting uh push back forgot about falling through the cracks or is (laughs) not irrelevant but less like because i'll make notes and then i'll fucking forget like if i don't talk about it (laughs) within a few days then i'll be like what the fuck is this note for
2: yeah and then you're like uh uh what did i think this was for
1: Uh, one of the first notes I have is for Knives Out. We went and saw that movie
2: oh, a couple yeah. days ago. Yeah. I don't remember
1: what day it was. Oh,
2: gosh. I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> I feel like it was maybe like a day or two before Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was the Friday, I think, before Christmas, because mm. we did go on a Friday, and I was off. And it was
1: that like, 2 o'clock, and we were kind of shocked how busy and it was. was. Very,
2: yeah, it was busy. Even the movie itself was busy, and the yeah. movie had been out since, like, Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was confused and shocked.
2: Shocked to the core.
1: Um, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was... It was better than... I. Actually, I take that back. I was (laughs) hoping it was going to be better, but I didn't dislike it.
2: I didn't dislike it. And I thought I would either really
1: like it or dislike it, but I'm kind of in between.
2: Like I didn't really dislike it. I didn't love it. I think the last half of the movie was way more interesting than the first half. I think the first half was kind of the build-up to everything, and it was kind of drug out, I feel like, kind of slow... Um, and then the, the second half is where it really kind of picked up it got funnier like um just its overall kind of vibe of the movie was well, a they and bit they better. moved
1: out of the fuck like for the first I feel like oh, the first, first like, like 15 20 minutes yeah. I don't maybe they were in like the first one room. 30 minutes they were like in the house just like interviewing people
2: yeah, in one room
1: yeah and I hate <laughs> that I hate when they do that in crime shows or crime movies like it's a fucking especially in a movie i i think it's super repetitive with tv shows where they're doing the interrogation scenes
0: yeah but
1: especially for a movie where it's like you don't get like week after week to tell the story tell the story in like two hours time but then they're using like significant amounts of their time to tell the story is just in a room Uh, doing an interrogation or whatever i've seen that scene enough times i don't need to see it ever again i am pretty sure i can uh, write out scenes i can write out long long scenes just through memory of like how these uh, characters interact and what they're talking about and what like i I just don't it's not original anymore it's not interesting anymore i don't want to see fucking interrogation scenes
2: (laughs) yeah yeah or the same played out hospital scene funeral scene like there's so many scenes that it's just like no one creates any originality to them anymore it's just like the same blanket scene in the movies or tv shows and they don't really add anything different to it so it's like you feel like you just see the same shit over and over and over and over yeah. and for like movies With, it's and TV different characters shows, but literally like,
1: almost the same lines yeah
2: yeah yeah and i mean yeah books okay because those aren't visually stimulating That's but for like repetitive. tv shows and movies and stuff like you guys got to find like make it more unique everything is so much of the same these days and it's boring. It's like, no wonder our society is dumb and going to shit. Like (laughs) we're all just like exposed to like this nonstop repetitive bullshit. No one wants to like be different or like change.
1: Yeah. I don't know how that, like who the audience is like, uh, the audience will enjoy sitting in a dark room, watching other characters sit in a room and they're just talking. And so we're literally just watching people talk. Um, for me, a movie film TV is a visual, more of a visual format and it's not visually stimulating or exciting or interesting to just see other people sit there. And if they're not talking about something super interesting, it's, it's excruciating. And most of the time they're not talking about super interesting stuff or unique, original new stuff. So, uh, I was getting pretty squirmy in the first like, <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. And then they finally kind of like.
2: They had a few plot mov- holes, I feel like. Moving but... the camera
1: around, going to different locations, playing more with the characters. Yeah, and yeah. and w- what, what. Different who, exteriors who and
2: interiors. And yeah. What's
1: the motives. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really like it. Daniel Craig played a southern character again, which he played in like that. Um, like that was it a bank heist or casino heist movie that he did with um i remember
2: you telling me about it with that other
1: actor god (laughs) the the guy who plays the villain in the star wars reboots kylo ren he's in it
2: oh adam driver yeah
1: adam driver so, I thought it was weird like to as see... as p- soon as
2: you mentioned Kyler like, I don't know who the fuck that is. To
1: see Daniel Craig play a Southern character again. Uh, he did okay. I mean, he tried to be funny. And I
2: thought it was pretty believable for, like, a... Isn't he, like, British, though, originally? Or is he not? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, he's British. He is? Yeah. Okay.
2: I'm like, well, I don't know if you... I only <sighs> ever see him in, like, his James Bond movies, and I don't think I've seen the movie you're talking about, so You watched it with me. Well, I don't we remember. We just didn't it. like it, though.
1: <laughs> the heist movie. Well, I don't remember, I don't remember it, it but I feel um, like for
2: his accent, for it being a non-dominant accent that he's like used to, I thought he did pretty okay.
1: They had the girl cry like three times. Oh my which god, was we weird. had to see her
2: cry so many times. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know. I I don't like either when a, a movie can't decide: is this a comedy or is this a thriller or a is drama?
0: A Yeah. So
1: I feel like this movie kind of struggled with that identity a little bit. Um, I feel like if it was a comedy, it should have been a little funnier. If it was supposed to be just like a mystery or a mystery mystery thriller, it wasn't mysterious enough. Um, So I guess I'm trying to say I would not recommend it, but I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it.
2: I liked it. I would say it was more of, like, maybe it's something, like, if it's on, like, Hulu or Netflix or, like, Redbox or something, sure, check it out, but... I don't think it's something I would have got. I would go to the theaters a second time or yeah, something it's like not, that to see. It's
1: definitely w- wasn't like a theater movie.
2: Yeah, I think it's more. I think it's definitely more of like an at home. movie. And I movie. struggle with that.
1: Like sometimes a movie will catch my eye, like Knives Out or. Well, um, yeah, their trailers us. like
2: suck you in, but then you go there and it's like, oh, you literally showed me like all the funny shit in the trailer. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I pretty much like put together the, the plot line through the through the trailer and then. I don't know. It's just not a a, an interesting. A lot of the stuff they put in theaters aren't like super visually stimulating. So I think that's why people are spending less money at the theater, and uh, not just because streaming and stuff is more accessible, but because they're realizing like, well, this movie isn't really worth seeing on a huge screen. It's not cool or great. So. Uh, it's not really worth paying extra that premium upgrade price to go to the theater, to take drive time, across town yeah. or whatever. So uh, yeah, I'm I've been seeing less and less movies in theaters.
2: We really have over the years, yeah.
1: And I this feel like a, like the a only... loser just going to see like the Star Wars or the Marvel movies in on big screen. But that's like they're not putting out a lot of like big budget movies that yeah. are, are really like cool looking.
2: Or, you know, like you said... Or get
1: decent reviews. Yeah,
2: or like you said earlier, like, they're not really putting out movies that really make it worth your time and effort to to go across town or whatever. Spend the money to drive there and pay to go get in. Just sit in a movie where you're like, I kind of wish I would have just, like, waited and saw this at home. Yeah. In the comfort of my own home. Yeah.
1: the experience isn't, like... It's not like oh well, I'm paying twenty bucks for an experience. Like there's not much of an experience. Oh
2: yeah, there really isn't. It's more of just like you're sitting around a bunch of strangers, you're <laughs> listening to a bunch of different <clears throat> people eat and cough and sniffle <laughs> and drink and you people walking around and and you're still seeing the same movie. And, yeah,
1: uh, it's just a bigger screen. Yeah. So if you wait and see it at home, it's I don't know. It's usually maybe
2: movies an will equal be experience, like
1: experience if not better.
2: Maybe movies will be like retail and it'll slowly die out.
1: Oh like like brick and mortar stuff. Yeah, like how
2: brick and mortars are kinda dying out. Like I don't know, maybe movie going will be just a time of the past. <clears throat> Who knows? Feels that way. Yeah. Maybe they need to stop doing fucking reboots and sequels and prequels and remakes and actually like make new shit.
1: Maybe this is just like a lull before like some new like vr technology better than 3d Mm. takes us all back to the theater um where it is an experience and something really unique and worth paying a little extra for and is cooler than just like a big screen in a big room yeah maybe it's it's going to be more interactive or realer i don't know I'm, i'm assuming like the stuff that they're implementing at like uh disney world or disneyland like the star wars rides and other like really high-tech rides or might become more um well
2: did they try to do something like kind of
1: replace like theaters or something in the future i
2: feel like they tried to do something like that at the um the jordan creek movie theater back in west des moines um
1: with the shaking with the shaking chairs and stuff and (laughs) that stuff is lame to me. yeah Like, that's not really, I guess, what I'm talking about. Not just a chair that vibrates. I'm just
2: (laughs) kind of... That's what it's reminded me of. (laughs) But anyway...
0: (laughs) So
1: that was Knives Out. Um, When we were there, we were leaving the theater, and there was a huge line of children and parents waiting to take their picture with Santa Claus.
2: Oh, yep, yep.
1: I was kind of surprised. I don't know why. I'm always surprised, like, wait, this is still a thing? People still like
0: to do this? Yeah,
2: it's still, like, a huge tradition. Like, I'm all for, like, maybe, like, going somewhere and getting, like, family photos done, but I don't know. I guess I don't understand the whole, like, going and getting your photo taken with Santa (laughs) <laughs> like some mall Santa, some random ass stranger dressed up like Santa.
1: Yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> a weird tradition. It's a weird thing to go out of your way and do to, <laughs> to wait for, to pay for. I don't
2: think I have like. Any I've never done that of me with Santa. Yeah.
1: it's hey just, Santa. It's just weird. Like, what is the motivation for people who do that? I don't
2: know. They just. Uh, I think it's like their kids want to
1: do it or they want their kids to do it
2: they want their kids to do it i think they want an excuse to dress their kids up and capture this memory but it's like well you could do the same thing if you just like dressed them up and took like a family photo yeah
1: why aren't they doing family stuff what's with the i feel
2: like some people the stranger
1: in a costume thing i
2: feel like a lot of people though they still take family photos but then they still take their like christmas santa photo but i honestly don't understand like the point of going and getting your photo taken with santa because as an adult like i don't want to look i don't want my parents to give me like a photo album and like for the first like five years of my life there's a picture with some fucking stranger dressed up like to me to me personally (laughs) that's gonna have no significance and or importance to me versus if they handed me a photo album and it was five years of my life with Pictures of me and my family. Then yeah, okay, that I understand because that's that's your family. You guys are together. You you took these photos together. Like it's a memory. But with Santa, I don't know. Do you think anyone out? Do you think
1: anyone out there has like uh, their mother was their mother and father were divorced and their mother had their current boyfriend at the time dressed up as Santa Claus. So then they have multiple oh, pictures sure, I bet. with different boyfriends over the years. <laughs> with oh, God, sitting, Santa looked different every like, year. Yeah, yeah. with their the boyfriend Santa or something.
2: If you <laughs> or anyone you know has something like this, yeah, a we different would boyfriend love to every year, it.
1: the mother has a different Something. Yeah, I don't know what it could be. Just a different boyfriend every year, so the boyfriend dresses up it sounds like it'd be a like there a, kind is of a some funny, like, photos movie.
2: like my dad dresses up <laughs> there was like they just had posted it to their facebook probably a couple weeks ago but my dad dressed up as santa and my mom dressed up as an elf and i think they went to i don't know if it was like someone from my mom's work from my dad i think it was someone from my mom's work but um they have two little girls and so they dressed up and they went to I don't know, some gathering or something. I don't church, know Church. Church gathering. They didn't go to church. They're <laughs> not churchgoers. Um, I did not grow up around the church. So yeah. Um but yeah, so they dressed up and I don't know, maybe it's just I don't know, maybe it's just the fun thing for the kids and the parents parents assume like kids think it's fun. I don't Do you
1: know. think anyone dresses up as Santa Claus on Halloween? Oh. Or is that is that breaking the rules? Is Does that open some sort of portal into the demonic oh, realm god
2: well <laughs> now that you, you mentioned that. it next year we're gonna put on our own
0: no, 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 um no, no.
2: nightmare before christmas kind of thing and you can dress up as santa claus for halloween and i won't sandy Claus. <laughs> yeah sandy claus <laughs> you can dress up as sandy claus and i'll dress up as jack
1: uh, Back to the the kids in line thing. I look down on all you parents to do that. It's just weird. I walk by the line of parents standing And they all in look line. miserable. They all look miserable. All the kids look are miserable. squirming <laughs> or restless.
2: Or crying the same or thing. screaming. Crying. A lot of
1: them were crying when we walked by yeah. in line.
2: A lot of kids cry um, when they get up to see. Didn't
1: Santa see a too. lot of smiling faces. I think that might start when you are about to take your picture (laughs) i
2: swear it's just it's just like a tradition thing people just do it because people have done it for years just Just like people get married because it's a tradition people buy houses because it's a tradition like
1: it's a silly tradition people maybe should question traditions um there's a lot of silly traditions a lot of time wasting out there yeah
0: Uh, there's
2: no rule book saying (sighs) we have to follow this specific set of get married, have kids, go do all these things with your kids, white a fence, like, I don't know. And I feel like there's a lot of people who try to live along that, like, weird, like, tradition, like upbringing. Checking,
1: checking the boxes. Yeah, of yeah. Expectations that others or maybe like their parents Like, I should get pictures did. with
2: Santa with my kids. Oh, I should do this because this is. Well, my parents did it with
1: me, so now I yeah. have to do it with them. It's, it's like, like no, well,
2: create your own traditions. Well,
1: question the sensibility of it. Does this, is this really good for you or for your children um like what, what are you investing in here what is yeah. the ultimate purpose uh, can you do anything different can you do something better uh i don't know i just just because it doesn't make sense to me doesn't mean someone else can't um explain it in a sensible way but yeah. i definitely don't i've never even as a kid i, I was like why are the, all these like other kids doing this weird yeah. thing like i had no interest in it and as an adult i find it odd to Uh, so i wanted to touch on that yeah as an adult
2: i still have no interest in it i honestly i don't really see the point because i mean like i said i think like if you're gonna buy cute pretty little outfits or whatever and dress your kid up just do a fucking normal ass family shoot like family photo like you don't need some weird stranger dressed up on some (laughs) weird time of the year this like specific time of the year like dress up and get family photos taken any time of the year it doesn't have to be Christmas. Or yeah, if you no. want to do Christmas family photos for a card or whatever, you just
1: Is there any other time, time that to... people like dress up for um, like in costume for stuff other than like Halloween and and well, all the major holidays, I guess, cuz Easter and stuff?
2: People, people do fall photos, like, like fall interested. family photos. But shoots. it's just
1: weird like, oh, for this holiday we dress as a specific character. Oh, yeah, like
2: Santa. But no and other elves time of the and... year
1: really, like other than the holidays, like people don't just dress up as as a character? Or strangers don't dress up as characters and take pictures with you and That'd your family. <laughs> so yeah, why just... is it
2: only okay during holidays? So it's, it's just, the that's holiday? the tradition
1: thing is like, why is this like I- acceptable or, or like the social norm? Because when you start like trying to like question it and nitpick it, it's it kind of falls apart like easily in my mind. Yeah, with my the logic I use. Yeah, but something else with the holidays and all the Christmas shopping and stuff is are do we not have like self-checkout limits at all the self-checkout registers because i feel like twice now we've been in line and there's been people in front of us who literally have a whole cart of stuff and they they go to the self-checkout um lane and they're just like going through their cart of stuff really slow and Making everyone else wait for them. It's yeah. Like, and the point of me,
2: self-checkout it, is kind of to be more of an express. Yeah, checkout. that's how
1: I view them. It's like this is kind of like more express lanes. Yeah. So then you see someone who who like is like cheats or whatever in the express lane. It's uh, it's just it's un. You're not thinking of other people. It's a very kind of selfish thing. Like I mean, it's there to use and stuff. Yeah. Apparently and there's, there's nothing there's, saying they no can't. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of like you're being a little inconsiderate but, if you have like. 30 items and everyone else has like five things and you're just like, la-di-da, I'm going to go use the thing that they probably know everyone uses as an express lane.
2: Yes. Which I, I 100% understand and somewhat agree with this statement. But if you reframe it,
0: reframe,
2: let's reframe it and look at it as, okay, so let's take me for example. I have a lot of days where I absolutely don't, want to deal with people or whatsoever but like I still have errands to do and whatever so for someone like me who has really bad anxiety or you know I get into these weird funks or whatever where I'm just very quiet I don't want to be disturbed Um I'll put out that effort if I absolutely have to um, but there's days where like you know I'll go to Target and I really don't want to stand in line and check out like the traditional checkout i do it because my cart is full but like i get those people who who may be like me or like you sometimes where they just they they can't bring themselves to have those interactions and they want to just check that check it out themselves be done and like leave
1: you don't think that's like a like something that people should focus on overcoming
2: I think it is.
1: And not just give in to the to the oh I'm I'm too weak to deal with other well, people. Well, I think right now. it
2: is. I mean you should always try to overcome like whatever you're dealing with or going through. But sometimes like you just you you know if you know yourself enough, you know whether or not like you can feel like you can put in that energy and I think like, those be people authentic.
1: are probably just like, I don't give a fuck, they can wait
0: well
2: wait. yeah i'm sure most of I've those waited. people are like that who are like well this line's quicker like i just want to leave um but i'm just thinking of like i'm just trying to reframe it and think about like different situations like you can't just blanket at all as like oh these people are just being inconsiderate or rude or whatever they
1: must always think of <laughs> me
2: why aren't you thinking like of i'm me? all for like yeah you should <laughs> think about other people and if you have like a thousand things and you're Cart and like everyone behind you only has a few, then yeah, maybe self checkout isn't for you. But I, I definitely would like to look at it both ways because I mean, you never know like what someone's going through or what they can and can't handle, and maybe they just yeah.
1: I think we this kind of ties into this note. I just wrote down that I had forgot about. We should have a shame setting on oh, Call of Duty, so I, I don't think we need a shame. Oh these, no! These people at uh, <laughs> you're, you're fucking. like we Call should all have Duty. like a, like a like one of those loud horn things. That
2: <laughs> Could you imagine honk how honk at people? How many horns you'd hear <laughs> nonstop? Like those
1: air horns, and me, me, anytime me. someone does something inconsiderate, we just
2: <laughs> me ah. <laughs> rude. Yeah, yeah
1: like. Rude. uh i was joking with ashley the other day that we should have a shame setting on call of duty because she had like she i think you were like the worst uh, oh my god on your team or like overall player for that match
2: i i have some good matches but <laughs> and i was blaming you i was, I really you. I was <laughs> saying like
1: you just weren't like in it your your head wasn't in the game Ow. um and you you weren't really applying yourself or trying to like uh, put in your your try to reach your hundred yeah, percent yeah. Um So then I was like shame, shame. I was like shame you. I was like we should have like there should be a shame option, or you can turn on the shame option on Call of Duty, so that if you take part in it, if you active enable it, then other people, anyone who has it enabled, can shame, can vote, kind of like <laughs> the MVP. Someone. This is the MVP of of all the players or of the team, and this is <laughs> the the weakest. Uh, the most shameful person on the team and they can like publicly shame you to maybe <laughs> make you up your your effort or oh, something. No. Boom, yeah, but boom. if you're too if you're a snowflake oh god I hate that word. sensitive. If you're
0: uh, a snowflake uh, then you if you're can
1: a... disable the shame setting.
0: Oh
2: my god. Or you can just, you know, be like Dave and put on <laughs> your headphones and oh. call out people. <laughs>
1: yeah i used i put in my uh my earbuds the other day which have a microphone attached to it
2: and you were being the shamer plugged plugged it
1: into the playstation controller And I started talking mad shit to everyone. (laughs) All the snipers. I took took one of the earbuds out so I didn't have to, like, listen to anyone back.
2: (laughs) Oh, so you want to dish it, but you don't want to. And then somebody (laughs) sent you a message that told you to shut the fuck (laughs) up because of all your trash talk.
1: Yeah, they didn't spell it out, though. They
2: didn't. They just said (laughs) S-T-F-U, which is like, come on, let's not be lazy. And then
1: someone else a couple years ago messaged us once. and said your shit. Your shit, but they spelled your wrong it <laughs> was y-o-u-r <laughs> instead of y-o-u apostrophe r-e yes um i just wrote your shit um but i thought that was funny
2: that's pretty funny uh, i think it would add a more humorous like <clears throat> light-heartedness to the game i think yeah. you'll have of course people who take it too far and do it yeah. with like malicious <laughs> intent but <laughs> i think just to make it more fun there is a, a
1: player that we've fun. we've I, I'm guessing it's the same player, but we've been paired with him like two or three times now, and he's got a headset, and he like calls people the N word.
2: Oh my God! F- yes. fucking
1: N-words. Yeah, fucking N words. Yeah, N word, N word. Oh, he's an N word.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and like that, like those people. Like, God that's damn, unnecessary. Dude. And you can tell he's but, white. He's a white yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could totally tell he's like, he's a like braddy, Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. Br-
1: bratty little white boy. Um, all I was doing on the headset so was I was just kind of I was laughing a lot, yeah. like and to calling out
2: like the snipers because <laughs> <Yeah.
1: like, laughs> I was saying the snipers were the weakest of them all because it's they easy hide, to hide. Yeah. and they shoot everyone in the back from a distance. They don't ever have to like f- like it's face not it's not and... face to face contact uh, like warfare and it's yeah. not like close combat where you're uh, shooting like well, twelve feet like away or like a mile yeah. away. Uh, so I was like talking shit to the snipers. <laughs> And then uh, I was you're claiming- a sniper,
2: I'm sorry, but fuck you and learn how to play the game was, the real way. I was
1: talking to shit to everyone who shot me in the back. I would call them like cowards.
2: <laughs> cowards face up to
0: me. And I, I was
1: calling, anytime I'd get shot, I would say that the person was using cheat codes and cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny to me. It's how. It I, is funny. I though. try to make light like of it so I'm not. Like- Oh fuck! Like I don't get. I try not to get upset.
2: I mean, sometimes you do get very upset at the game where you're like, "Oh my god, fuck this," which is like it's easy to like kind of get caught up. That's because all the cheaters. Yeah. If you (laughs) yeah, there are a lot of cheaters on these games. If you just do it fun and kind of joke around, then.
1: Well, I it's it's, there. It's two extremes. uh, I noticed with the people who use headsets on Call of Duty, it's either the people who call everyone n words and cuss everyone out. Um, and are just complete assholes to every single player, or the people who who have a headset and all they're doing is like eating food, or oh, they have music yeah. on in the background, or they have like a kid in the room, and so all you hear is this weird, annoying background yeah, ambient like sound,
2: something weird like that. At and, that point, just take the headset
1: off. And that <laughs> overlaps like the like the war sound effects from the actual game, like the explosions and the gunfire and the the people on the intercoms, yeah. like, the the characters. Uh, so I <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. Uh, here's a note about overhearing people. This kind of ties into our holiday shopping because I think we are at Vaughn's, one of the, our grocery store, when we heard, or maybe Target, uh, and no, we heard, overheard someone talking about, like, jail. Like, Oh, yeah. Some lady was, like, I don't think know if we she was on Vons. the phone or if she was talking... I feel like she Pictures was on the
2: to, phone. I was
1: going to say I think she was talking to someone in person. Either way, I I've, I've seen both. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have also heard this or seen it where a complete stranger is discussing their attorney like their lawyer or like something about jail. And it's happened to me and multiple times. They
2: discuss it very loudly too, just yeah. telling everyone about all this like I mean, if I go to jail, or if I'm like pending to go to jail or something, that's definitely something I would not really talk out <laughs> yeah. loud about. Because yeah. like you shouldn't be like boasting or that's be a like, proud it's that like, like you're you're going to jail or you affiliate with a bunch of people yeah. who are in and out of prison. My, my like, family
1: members or my friends are in jail or are are dealing with uh, attorneys and people who deal with uh, lawyers are usually involved with some sort of. Um, it doesn't have to be criminal. but I mean, I'll freely
2: talk about, like, I do... Like
1: bankruptcy. Involve
2: myself with a lawyer for bankruptcy, but yeah, I but do it in, like, like, an education... Like, I try to do it in an educational, like, hey, I'm learning my lesson, like, my this point is the shit is I got that, like, into. Usually,
1: it's, like, people who use those resources are not doing well, or they're struggling. Uh, they, they failed. They got caught doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not in a good position. Um, yeah. Uh, the people who are like successful dealing with that stuff are usually um i don't know we don't view them as like low lives we view them as they're trying to keep their resources and protect themselves and stuff but then we see like people who don't look wealthy or act like very successful and they're talking you overhear them i've, I've overheard i feel like dozens of
0: I feel like of I've conversations over my life
1: like why <laughs> like there's that many people that are involved with the justice system yeah. um the jails or the the lawyers and there there's that many people out there with with problems that i don't even know these people and i'm not like out and about constantly at these places but yet i've been exposed to a lot of these conversations and it's just an interesting thing i have nothing else to say about it other than it's just kind of interesting like how How many how
2: loud open and freely some people will talk about going to jail and shit
1: don't have their lives together or have fucked up or gotten screwed over and and, yeah, just just hearing all that is just yeah. odd to me.
2: It is kind of bizarre when you're just, like, walking through, like, the supermarket and someone's over there loudly talking on their phone about, well, so-and-so's going to jail again because of this, this, and that. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, isn't this, like, a conversation you should be having, like, in the privacy of your home? Shouldn't you be like, whispering? <laughs> like, why are you just, like, ratting everyone out? Like, jail isn't, like, the place you really want to go.
1: And, you know, it's never, like... You don't hear them talking about it in, like you said, like an educational.
2: Yeah, and it's, form it's not or fashion. in like an educational it's, way. It's
1: usually like complaining, or or they're they have to do all this stuff, or they said this, and and they're and they're upset. They're usually this. upset. It's yeah. not usually like it's not cautionary tales. They're not trying to. It's not like they're on the phone and then you pass them and they grab your arm and say, like. Don't mess up like I messed up. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about jail and talking to lawyers <laughs> on my phone. They don't like try to help you and like no. they're not warning people. They're yeah. just like people who fuck up or are uh, involved with other Shitty weirdos. Stuff that they
2: continue to not distance themselves from. Yeah. Like I don't
1: the- want to. I don't want to be involved with lawyers. No, I, mean, I don't want to be involved with any part of the jail system. Oh my
2: god, no! And it's
1: not that like I mean, I'm I personally a, I'm afraid don't afraid of that stuff. I mean, I guess we should be. Uh, for me, it's just, like, I, I don't, like, I'm miserable enough in my life where I'm free to do as I want, and I can make decisions, and, um, uh, yeah, and, and to, to take that away, like, in the jail system, or to have an attorney that you're paying a shit ton, like, thousands of dollars or whatever to, uh, to try to get yourself out of a situation, is like, oh, god, like, that, that stuff is just hell to me, like, I, I don't want I to be involved imagine, yeah. like that's all my least favorite stuff like being controlled or being uh, uh held to someone else's um demands you yeah know. yeah uh, so stop breaking all
2: the laws people
1: <laughs> i uh let's talk a little bit about the the insects that we're combating right now we're oh. fighting ants <clears> oh
2: <throat> god ants
1: came out of nowhere we've had a lot of rain here in san diego and um, let's make this couple... let's make this
2: very clear. We are very clean people. Yeah. We vacuum at least once a week um we sweep at least once a week we don't leave food out on our counters um
1: do the dishes every day multiple do, times you a day. you
2: do the dishes every, i don't the dish, touch them or, but
1: obsessively kind of wipe down counters oh i'm
2: always wipe, like
1: dusting we
2: are very clean i hate dust doing I
1: laundry taking showers wipe,
2: yeah always wiping down counters throwing out
1: old food changing the trash doing all this stuff people should be doing so yes. uh i don't know like we don't w-
2: leave clutter around What's up like with the nothing s-
1: the weird spikes sometimes we get like ant invasions and i've worked at houses like uh with candeo doing um, services with the disabled and some of their houses get attacked too by ants
2: it's crazy it's, but it's
1: always random sometimes like it can rain a lot no ants will show up yeah. then another time it'll it'll, it'll rain, rain a lot, lot and the, the ants, ants show, show up. up yeah or it'll be the summer no ants it'll be a, the summer a, a, like a different part of the summer or whatever then ants like show up it doesn't like it doesn't seem to be seasonal it doesn't seem to be um They're just really, kind of randomly kind yeah, of it it's just, like
2: we're on the on the passing to like a new location or something i don't know yeah
1: i don't yeah i don't know either so like,
2: those. <laughs>
1: they maybe some of their scouts get lost and they find a warm place and then yeah. go back and tell the other ants or hey we found like a one single crumb and then they go back <laughs> and tell the whole ant colony i um, all come
2: flocking for that one single crumb yeah
1: so anyway we we saw a couple like straggler ants like uh, like a few on the walls and a few mm-hmm. on the counter so we took care of those and then we had some of this ant killer called taro t-e-r-r-o yeah. And it's just like a clear uh like goo um i think all it is is like sugar like sugary syrup with uh mixed with like ant poison
2: yeah yeah
1: uh and it's pretty effective i put some down in, in a corner
2: and they kind of flock to it but then and the point of it is for them to eat it yeah. and take it back to their colony so it attracts
1: them yeah uh at first but as they're you know slurping it up
2: Getting excited to tell their aunt friends. Yeah, doing
1: their little aunt dances, communicating. (laughs) Hey, we found like like it literally looks like they're worshiping like the the droplets of syrup because they all surround it and they all like they're
2: they
0: they swarm it. it. Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, it's like they're worshiping it. I feel bad for killing them, but imagine if there was like a huge car-sized like food that was just like put in front of you like a
2: huge car sized like dorito chip <laughs> oh my god i would be like up on that shit like nonstop, and then i'd be like running back and telling all my friends like come here there's dorito so they go
1: crazy for that <laughs> ship and then they i guess die after they eat it they, they're supposed to take it back to the colony it's supposed to have an impact on the colony it's supposed to kill the ants that consume it i don't know if they die from touching it or eating it or what. Yeah. Um, but it works. There's a lot less ants today.
2: So if you ever it's, kind of
1: it's creepy and annoying, with it at first, but there are solutions. Um, I recommend Tarot. That's been useful for us. Uh, just kind of
2: used it a few times back in Iowa too. Uh,
1: I think so. That's where I first learned about it was from my clients because they were using it. It's helpful though if you can kind of find where. The ants, the ants are, are like
2: coming out of Yeah, they,
1: they, they their work, main entrance. They work similar to humans where like they learn the most convenient route or something and then they all kind of use that. So if you can find that, that route of where they're breaking in and kind of entering your, um, your property inside your kitchen or bathroom or wherever, uh, just look for the cracks and look for, you know, I know, put this put the syrup down in a few different areas and then see what where the most magic, popular yeah. spot is and then I wipe up all the other ones so that it's not continually like attracting them
0: yeah yeah
1: um, and just kind of focus on that main and then once entry. you
2: so how do you wipe it up in case you know listeners want to know like it's when easy, you go just, back do you just use water yeah. do you use soap and water do you use Both? like rubbing alcohol
1: Any, all of it yeah, do whatever you want yeah um but it is like a poison so wash your hands or or wear, wear gloves or, yeah. or use q-tips um uh it's not good for little like it, it is a poison so you don't want to have like animals around that might lick it up yeah like your dog or, or like uh like if you put it outside even like sometimes like squirrels or
0: yeah uh
1: birds i don't know like other animals might find it and then you might end up killing those birds or those animals so uh, be smart about where you're putting Use it. With
2: responsibility. Yeah, yeah,
1: make sure you're not getting innocent animals killed.
2: <laughs> yeah, please don't kill the innocent animals. I mean, I know ants are innocent, and it's not like they're coming into people's places with like. If they're ants. Like I'm pretty sure they yeah, don't know what they're dumb. fucking doing. Oh, but I guess
1: that's unfair. They're um, pretty smart. And these I these mean, little things smart, can
2: communicate
0: but, and build. But they like, don't
2: communicate and like or yeah. understand things in a way that we do. Like, yeah, we know we can't just go walk into somebody's house. <laughs> um, but like ants, they don't know that. Like they don't <laughs> understand. Like, oh, this is someone's living unit. I should probably avoid this. Like they're just going wherever the fuck they're going because they're they'll they'll tiny.
1: Yeah, they're microscopic very,
2: things like
1: the very basic creatures very like primal yeah the, the but there's still a nuisance to
2: have and you know they're meant to be outside and not in people's homes so you you how ha- you do have to do what you got to do to to keep certain things out of areas they shouldn't be in so i do feel bad for killing them but at the same time like yo guys i'm not going up into your home and fucking doing shit in like your living units well, so especially like don't come up into mine and
1: when it's an invasion <laughs> it's like literally an invasion. it is it is because like, like they're they're everywhere and they're well, coming and they're in full but... force well you know what i mean yeah uh so yeah uh, I don't know why you're defending the ants. That's I'm kinda sorry. Uh, let's talk about the bee I saved. It was only a few seconds, but I thought you it saved was a bee. Good job. worth mentioning. Yes. Uh, I left the... We
2: love nature, you guys. <laughs> we try to save what we can.
1: I left the <laughs> glass patio door open when I was oh, doing something outside.
2: You're probably messing with our plant family.
1: And then <laughs> came back... Or from the, from the outside, I noticed that there was a bee inside, mm-hmm. like on, on the glass door. Uh, so he like snuck in when I had the door open. So I, I came back inside real fast, and uh, all I had to do was just put my finger out against the glass next to him, and he like walked right onto my finger. Wow! And I just didn't jerk my hand around and didn't move quick, and just kind of walked slowly outside. And as soon as I put my Fingers hand outside, broken, huh? <laughs> he, he he flew off.
0: <laughs> Woo! Yay. So he didn't
1: sting me. And uh, he didn't fly all crazy around staying inside. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Good job. Good job saving an aunt, um, a bee. Good job.
1: I encourage... The, the
2: bees are very... Aren't we in like <clears throat> a crisis with like bees and honey or something? Yeah, or am I like making this up?
1: Honeybees... Uh, i don't even know if it's just honeybees i think maybe bees in general have experienced like
2: they're going through like a decrease yeah, a like, decreasing a population right yeah.
1: and people don't really know why uh, i think the experts and scientists who study them and are tracking this uh think that it might have something to do not just with like the climate change but with the uh like, all the insecticides and pesticides, uh, that get sprayed, um, for, like, mosquitoes and for agriculture, and just on top of other human, um, humans just enroaching on their, wherever they, like, build their fucking colonies and stuff. Um.
2: So a good way to help out your, your bees and your nature and, yeah they're pollinators
1: we wouldn't have food like fruits and vegetables and stuff if it wasn't for the pollinators and the majority of the pollinators i think are honeybees and i think some birds help pollinate uh like hummingbirds
0: yeah uh, but
2: i mean but an easy solution to that is um you know do a little bit of research there's some easy flowers and plants and things that you can get and have um lavender being one of them we <clears throat> did not succeed with lavender um but i think we also don't get a lot of direct sunlight on our patio um
1: and our our planters might have been a little too big yeah or a I little think, too deep
2: i think our planters <clears throat> were so just doing some simple research and just trying i mean if you're a nature lover like us and you want to kind of help you know keep the the earth and the world full of beautiful bees and hummers and whatnot I mean it just takes having like a a little pot of flowers or just something simple I mean you don't have to have a whole garden but um and it gives you a little bit of a hobby to do too like you know we never really were much into plants until the last couple of years but I like having them and it doesn't take a whole lot of time out of my day. It doesn't take a whole lot of time out of your day. Um, but it helps put, like, oxygen and stuff back into the air and support the bees and the hummers. and.
1: Yeah, it gives us, like, a, a good hobby to do other than just staring at a, a screen or <laughs> yeah. uh, shooting up meth. <laughs> oh, God,
2: yeah, snorting cocaine, all that good stuff. Uh, what's it gonna, oh, yeah. In the, we in do the, not use any of those drugs, you guys. On the, on the
1: bee thing, yeah. Um, push yourself, see if you could push yourself safely to overcome those fears. I know some people, like, just freak out, like, if something flies around them or by them. Yeah. Or... I
2: used to be one of those people, like, if a bee was by me, I'd be like, oh, my God, a bee!
1: I mean, it's good to be cautious and... But now I talk to them. You have to still (laughs) respect wildlife because you never know how they're going to react. But, um, like, my... My knee-jerk reaction wasn't to kill the bee or crush the bee or to, oh, God, get away. It's going to sting me. But if you can just, like, be respectful of it or try I mean, to coexist thing, with yeah. it and um, maybe push yourself to, like, I know some people are probably super afraid of snakes and spiders and oh, stuff. But if you can find, like, a cool to spiders. Uh, opportunity to um, – find some sort of mutual respect with them Uh, like maybe take the spider outside on a paper towel or something like finding ways like i don't have to just be afraid of this thing like it's a living thing it has the same survival instincts as you it's trying to get food it's trying to
2: yeah. And most of them do have, like, a, a beneficial, like, reason for existing. They have...
1: Yeah, they have their place in the ch- the food chain. Um, so, maybe the ants get ate by lizards, and then the lizards get ate by the birds. Or,
0: yeah. I don't know.
1: That all has, like... They all rely on each other. So, if we can do our best to kind of not fuck with that and not um, not be a part of of destroying it or uh i don't know making sure we're not letting it control us either yeah. like i don't want nature and animals to ruin my life <laughs> some people like view that like oh we have to they they enjoy like de- destroying nature yeah. or, like cutting killing down trees or, or killing animals and um, they think that man and humans you know this is our realm and this is yeah. to do with whatever we want and however we we want i think that's all kind of a poisonous road to go down um you have to learn like you don't have to love every living thing but i think you have to kind of find a way to slowly practice respecting all yeah. living things and um trying to just have that understanding and I guess you're done talking since you're just nodding Yeah,
2: well, I and, said all I needed to say okay. about respecting them and kind of coexisting. And, like, yeah, your knee-jerk reaction might be to kill them, uh, but uh, if you can save them, save them. Uh, so there's no point in just killing them and eliminating them just because you don't Speaking like of them.
1: eliminating, I have something. I might add this section to the podcast. I'm not sure. I think I mentioned to, this to you uh, at another time where I wanted to have a section called Shit No One Talks About.
0: Oh, that's a good one, yeah. there's a
1: lot of things I, I bring up or I think about. And um, no one else is really discussing that topic or I haven't really, I don't have any memory of people discussing it. Uh, experts or otherwise either in person or on a podcast. Uh, and for this one, I wrote, uh, my family line. And I wrote that a couple of days ago, I think, about, like, no one talks about, um, not having kids. You don't really hear a lot of people talk about that. That's
0: true, and yeah.
1: More specifically, like, ending kind of your family line. Specifically, I guess, if you're a guy, because you carry the family name.
2: That's true, yeah. Um,
1: but for me, I was just thinking about, like, how my, <laughs> like, looking at my parents, um, I find them to be very, like, weak people um, with, like, the the little amount of stuff that they've learned and how little they've changed. And just kind of, like, being aware of, like, the their their lack of evolution and that's that's worrisome for me because i've seen it i've seen it repeated through their dna and their generations and how they haven't obtained much success or overcome their 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 own bad genes or their own bad wiring so i see that like i don't want to repeat that yeah you're swaying back and forth is very distracting sorry (laughs) um I don't want to repeat that. And I'm not saying I can't overcome that. But I don't see any... I don't I don't want to, like, curse my kids. Like, if I had kids and didn't adopt, but had, like, actual blood kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with all the, the mental anguish issues that I've had to overcome. And then all the physical stuff uh, that I've had to overcome. And I feel like I would just be kind of cursing, like, my... My offspring with all that stuff. yeah,
2: and making them have to go through all that and deal with yeah. it.
0: and, and they I, I didn't just, have a
2: choice to be born into it and they're stuck with you know whatever genes and stuff you give them.
1: And I'm just looking at my family, like my, my, my aunts and uncles on both sides and my, my own parents, like I just don't see like it I don't know how they got this far in, in human evolution, like my family line. I think a lot of it has to and Dr. Drew's kind of theorized the same thing that he thinks a lot of people who struggle with addiction um, they they've gotten that far because they have that gene of addiction. so by smoking a lot of cannabis or drinking a lot of alcohol or other things, they've found a way to survive through thousands of years yeah um but it seems to me like they've been surviving in kind of a fucked up way maybe it's gotten me to this point where i'm here today and
2: like ready to kind of break the cycle but
1: i just don't see a lot of benefit in continuing like our genetic line my genetic line when i see that there's a lot of seems like there's a lot of better genes out there people who have much better physical Uh, genetics or much better like mental uh abilities and genetics so
2: yeah that it is kind of weird it's true though because i do feel like people don't talk about like not wanting to have kids or not wanting to because i feel like when people ask me oh do you want kids and i say no i always get like the weirdest looks And then they try to argue, well, why not?
1: Yeah. It's like, why are you trying to convince me to have kids? Yeah.
2: Or like, oh, are you going to get married? Well, no, I honestly don't see the point in it. And then they try to argue with you. Well, why not? And so it's weird that people put this like kind of, it's kind of like depression and shit like that. Like people put the stigma on it. Like it's not, you're not supposed to talk about it. You're not supposed to admit it. And it's like, well, what's wrong with not wanting like, to continue why? my family line or what's wrong with me as a full grown adult making the decision that, yeah, I don't want to have a kid. Why do I need to explain to you why I don't want to have a kid? That's my personal decision. The world's fucked up. I'm fucked up. Like, why do I want to bring a kid into that and make them be forced to go through all the same bullshit I had to go through? Because there's only so much you can teach your kids if you actually are an involved parent. There's only so much you can teach them and lead them and guide them. But, like, you're always going to pass on some form of mental issues if if you do have mental issues. Like, I can't pick and choose... Oh yeah, I'm gonna have a kid, but my kid's not gonna get my depression. They're not gonna get my anxiety. Like you don't get those choices. But yeah, people don't talk about it, and then when you do talk about it, they think that they have the right to judge you on it. If you have kids, cool, that's your choice. I don't care you if can deal judge, it, but I don't, I don't want to deal with it.
1: I don't care when people judge. I care when people uh, make a judgment, but they they can't convince you. Of their side.
2: Oh, well, so, you don't like, understand it because you don't have kids. You don't understand it. And I think that is the stupidest. I can't get they, on board with that. They
1: act like, they're, uh, like their way is better. And they do like this half-ass, like trying to convince you or challenge you. But they don't ever convince me. They don't ever like switch. They can't switch me to the other side because they're never giving any... Uh, their argument isn't strong enough to, like, make me say, oh, yeah, that is a really, really good point. Yeah. I'm going to... Well,
2: because the only argument they come back <laughs> on is, well, you're, you'll change your mind when you have a kid, or you'll understand once you have a kid. Like, is you it... Never, you never knew what love was until you had a kid. It's I think like, for people like uh, that, their,
1: their drive, their genetic drive is so strong and overwhelming. It's, like, the primary thing that drives them or they don't and they haven't explored it and that's why they I don't think they can like have a conversation about it or really convince you of their side because they don't really know themselves cuz they haven't needed to or wanted to explore or challenge those mm. that those thoughts that they're having I think it's just like they're just programmed to wanna procreate, wanna have sex, wanna whatever and and spread their seed and uh, accumulate resources or whatever, and that's that's really all they can like break it down to. So for me, who I I can break I can see past that or overcome that drive, that programming to just I just have to have kids. I just have to have kids. <laughs> that's the whole point I'm here for is to continue my genetic line and make sure my genes survive, my DNA survives, and like I don't have that, so I could look at other variables and like, why are people doing this? Or why, like, why isn't that some, why is it a taboo? Like, why is depression or sex and all these other things, um, like ending your, your family line and stuff? Why aren't these things that are more like, why haven't we overcome this, these topics? Why are they still taboos after thousands or whatever amount of years (laughs) that humans have been around? Um, is it just because the internet now yeah like people didn't know there wasn't like enough science back in the day
2: i think well i think back in the day a lot of that stuff was kind of like pounded into people because you were supposed it well because it was kind of like Oh she's they're sick. there's still like But learning. that's like what they would say was someone who had like a mental dis- like a, right. a, a like depression or like she's bipolar hysterical. she's sick, she's hysterical. So it was always like a shamed thing. It was always like a Or
1: like wrong Yeah. Like it's the like wrong no one diagnosis. could accept
2: the fact that like everyone's messed up. Like we're we're all sad, we all have issues, but like someone somewhere along the line way back when thought that like it wasn't okay to like be that way and people just kind of stuck with it it's like one of those things where it's just it's just the way it's always been so let's just keep it because it's not broken but it's like it is broken because people should be talking about what's wrong with them and they should not feel shamed to like try to go get help and like yeah (laughs) what do
1: you what do you think about like your family line do you Mm. like look at it as I don't I think I think there's a lot of I'm not saying that like like Adam Carolla for example like he was born into poverty and now he's a millionaire so I'm not saying you can't come out of that and you can't be better than like what your past genetic history has been but I guess weigh, weigh like your priorities and question and challenge your priorities of why you really feel compelled to do something. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about like continuing my like family line. Because yeah. I look at it like they, <laughs> they failed on multiple, multiple levels. And that doesn't mean that I'll fail, but... Just like looking at the competition, I just don't see the point of it. Yeah. Like, why do we need more people, more like subpar people, to like have to like
0: Use overcome more.
1: Yeah. more like kind of b- pointless bullshit when this person didn't have to overcome it, um, it? Yet they're they're more successful and they'll probably be more of a benefit for the world than maybe my. <laughs> I don't know. It's all like i felt like i was going to be able to explain this better but it is a little like fortune telly and like yeah i'm I'm putting a lot of i'm judging myself a lot and judging what my offspring a lot even though i don't have any but that's i feel like i feel like it's almost necessary like that people start like especially with the government and, and uh no one wants to talk about like limiting the population and and uh birth control and Mm -hmm. contraceptives, making sure that we're having kids that we really want and that every kid is a loved kid and a wanted kid and that we're not like a world full of accidents. And well, I guess I have this kid now. I guess I'll take care of it. I I guess. Yeah.
2: And then you have all the carelessness. See what I can do for this kid so that
1: they can have a decent life. You know, like we need to be more responsible planning, knowing why we want stuff and what the um what the responsibility yeah, of those decisions like, the weight of that and just like i don't know like does the world need more subpar davids who yeah, are does the world struggling really need fit, more struggling, struggling, like me not struggling really physically struggling uh mentally yeah when we have i don't know it's it's like a weird thing i haven't like balanced out in my head yet cuz and one thing I'm saying, these people are better and more important than than me and then uh, these other people. So I'm, I'm giving like this weird value to it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's something there that we need to kind of explore more and talk about. And that's something that no
2: one's really talking about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about like um, ending, I guess, my family line or whatever. Because, I mean, if I get married, it wouldn't be my family line because I wouldn't be... A fisher anymore i would be whatever my husband's last name is or whatever i guess like
1: just like but like my your your genetic genetic yeah like my passing your genes to a child
2: i mean honestly i don't have any drive any will any want to like continue like my genetic line because i i don't have
1: any like famous inventors yeah like i don't lawyers. have anything cool
2: to like pass <laughs> off to my kids except for like hey this is how you be a decent human being and this is how you think for yourself and you know this is how you can do this and this and that but like i don't have like the drive to because i like to think about it more as okay well look at the way look at the state that the world is in do I want to add to that? Do I want to force somebody to grow up in this shitty ass society? But isn't that like, like thinking
1: of like the world will continue to be shit? The world will, is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But and I worse. mean, if you, you're not, you're not looking at it in like I, I can make it better, or um, maybe we can make it better. Maybe the world will progress into a better state. I, I mean, feel like I you're, you're have, fortune telling it into just dire. Well, I just
2: really don't have any faith in the world and in humanity because, hello, I work in retail. I'm like, again, I'm like a vegan. I like to talk about that. I work in retail. Um, And I see way, 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 way more shittier people who are just careless. and, and, And it doesn't give me any hope that I can make a difference. Like, I can raise this person to not be this way or or whatever
0: well it's and then
2: i think like okay well all of like my my mental issues and you know i struggle physically emotionally mentally like do i really want to take the risk of passing that on to somebody and just kind of i i would feel responsible for setting them up for some form of failure based off of the way i am and the way like the the whole way my family is and you know kind of going back to okay well how was how was my grandparents how was their parents like you know just really going back and just kind of dating the line a little bit and seeing the different things that kind of went on throughout like my family line i I don't really want
1: to perpetuate that yeah
2: like i don't really feel like i should should participate in that and and like you were saying earlier there's there's so many kids out there
1: that were accidents or that were accidents or they're
2: just sitting in a shelter in the system so why should i put myself through all that when there's tons of other kids who who would need someone to love them
1: i can't imagine what that feels like because like i was raised like with an intact family my parents haven't like when i don't know if they've divorced yet (laughs) i don't think so but uh my parents hadn't divorced um when i was a kid and they were together married and acted like try to act like uh, like they were like we were a loving family um but i still didn't feel loved because i felt like how they acted was hypocritical Mm -hmm. and it wasn't true love it was like an act um So to actually like, I mean, that I grew up feeling like I was unloved and had like low self-worth because of that stuff. But to actually have or to have no parents or to have parents who actively tell you that you're a piece of shit or they name call their own kids or uh, physically abuse their own kids or tell them like you were an accident. Like, um, what's his name from uh, the champs? Moshe Kasher and uh, Neil Brennan. So Neil Brennan uh, has said this multiple times. I think he mentions it in his Three Mike special on Netflix. That he actually asked his dad, I think on his deathbed, uh, "Did you love us? Did you love me?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> I think he, Neil, that's so fucked up. N- Neil was like, "I think he's one of eleven kids, so almost like a dozen, or that's, like a dozen that's kids. That's insane. So
2: that's a lot of kids."
1: And he felt like his dad, specifically his dad, I think both of his parents, he felt like weren't that affectionate, but I think specifically his dad. And to have your parent, like, affirm that, like, or confirm that and say, yeah, I didn't love you. I don't really care for you. Like, that's so fucked up. That's
2: really fucked up.
1: (laughs) How do you, like, function? How do you not just immediately want to kill yourself?
2: Why do you continue to have kids if you don't even love them? That's a lot of weight
1: for any individual to deal with in the process and uh it it sucks that even at this stage in our human evolution after thousands and thousands and thousands of years like we still haven't overcome something like that where if we don't get love from our parents like the people who brought us here into this world that we have an inability to love ourselves or others so I, I think I have the ability to love others because I, I didn't get that when I was a kid. But some people don't have an, like I don't have an ability to, to love myself. Like I've really struggled with that. Yeah. I I mean, clearly I do have some ability now, but I really hated myself like years ago, like hate. Even as a kid in high school, I hate, hated myself, hated my parents and hated myself. So some people kind of have both of that. They hate themselves. And they hate others. Other people just hate themselves. They can love others. Um, it's just... Yeah, it's a lot. It
2: is a lot, yeah. To I to definitely. have both...
1: To, to have an inability to love yourself and others, that, that has got to be a very desperate spot. And that's where you have to like... Really... You have to learn like... Learn, yeah. That work. it's not your fault. And you have to... I had to learn like... A lot of this stuff wasn't my fault. I had to learn... Um, kind of had to grow the, from it. Yeah, all the, the signaling and the, the kind of red flags and the, the the things that were my fault and keeping me in a bad place and the things that were not my fault, things that my parents did. Uh, so, I don't know, all I can do is just... Uh, this, I don't have kids, but I feel like this show, this podcast kind of does something similar. And I think for a lot of people podcasts in general or just like the self-help books and stuff like that uh really help people and are like a substitute for a good parent yeah where like yeah i might not have kids but i can still try to treat the world and other human beings as an opportunity to pass on what i've learned in my experiences maybe i can't pass on my genetics to a, a human individual but i can at least pass down what I've learned in the same way that a parent does to their children yeah, can I can pass try to do it to my friends and knowledge or, and or coworkers, or an audience or whatever so I think we all have kind of a, a responsibility as human beings to find your way of of affecting positive change with one of those routes whether it's just the friends and family in your life or your own kids if you're not in touch with your own friends and family what who like is your co-workers or um are you an entertainer like yeah. what kind of shit can you pass down that is useful actionable um and is gonna make uh this world better so that isn't like the shitty world that you talk about or the <laughs> shitty world that like i complain about and talk yeah. about a lot so let's, we all have to do our fucking part there's a lot of people but we all a lot of people aren't doing their part and a lot of people don't oh, care and yeah. a lot of people aren't going to pull their weight ever and we can't convince them so the people who are aware do want to have a part in it we all like let's do it why not i want to do yeah. it so i hope people. it do doesn't it cost us.
2: anything to be decent
1: And it makes me feel better like it while does. i'm here yeah, it makes me feel like better I'm here right now uh i want to i want to feel as good as i can possibly feel yeah so exactly. let's, let's all put that effort in try to make each other better stronger smarter BFS, BFS, bigger, faster, stronger. Bigger
2: BFS? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, BFS. It's the, the, that was like our high school, like- Bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, I think it was for the football team, or, like all the athletic departments in general was BFS, bigger, faster, stronger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, faster, stronger. Uh,
0: it should be a video game thing.
1: The next topic I have is a recommendation on Hulu. Hulu, Hulu,
2: Hulu, Hulu. Hulu, Hulu. What's your recommendation? uh it's
1: for okay. iconic characters and they only had a couple oh, okay. episodes it's, it's um it's by gq which is a magazine stands for gentleman's quarterly if you did not know that now you do
0: gentleman's gq
1: magazine <laughs> uh iconic characters they just had like i don't know like eight or so i feel like they they could have maybe they have a lot of online
2: yeah maybe So maybe check I online
1: i feel like i might have seen a few online but they did have a few posted on hulu it's just a couple of actors, and, and they they go through like kind of their most uh, memorable uh, roles that they played in movies. So I watched Nick Cl- Nick Nicholas Cage's
0: <laughs> Nick Clage. the other
1: day. So he's talking about like his roles in Con Air and uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones he talked about. Face Off and I don't know. He's <laughs> a he's a crazy guy. Yeah, he, he, I can't. he's just as crazy. I feel like in real life as he he portrays. His characters, yeah, we've
2: seen some pretty interesting movies with him in it.
1: He's uh, yeah. Bad,
2: he's <laughs> in Bad Lieutenant, yeah, yeah. That's um, one he talked
1: about with uh, that's one of my favorite oh, like pop movies. Oh, what's that other
2: one? Is it Match, Match Sick Man? Is he in that? He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: oh, he talked about uh, adaptation where he plays twins. Whoa, that's that's one of my favorite Nicolas Cages cool. movies. <laughs> I keep saying his name wrong, Nicolas Cage, Cages,
2: Cages, yeah.
1: <laughs> um I'm trying to think of what else.
2: Yeah, I can't think of any other movies he's just the in. way he
1: talks is like so like the way he explains things, it's very uh he always I don't know who to compare him to. Very like philosophical. He he seems super smart using big words and uh he, he gets very like he does impersonations a lot, like when he's telling a story. So he's like one of those guys. Like okay. he like he could be like a stand up yeah. comic or something like
2: <laughs> like, cool. like
1: he's got a lot going on in his head and you see that on screen a lot
2: yeah he's a very um but,
1: but in his interviews he's he's very like uh i don't know like very in depth like you could tell he wanted to keep talking and talking and talking <laughs> yeah. and they had to just kind of like okay like, this is okay, the end of the interview Nick. <laughs> like you
2: gotta stop <laughs> oh my gosh
1: uh he's a he's a cool guy um so check out
2: think um i might have caught some of a uh, jason bateman's episode with you yeah and he was talking about like arrested development and things like that so it's a pretty interesting show yeah
1: i didn't finish that episode but uh check that out i don't think i have anything else from hulu on um that.
2: i just have <coughs> one from disney plus and that was just the mandalorian because we watched I think it was the last episode, right? They were only gonna do eight episodes?
1: Yeah, that was the the last episode. So we
2: watched all eight episodes of The Mandalorian. What'd you think about it?
1: Hmm. Uh I still thought it was I still feel like they have some filler moments where you can tell they're trying to draw it out yeah. to be like a longer episode. Um especially going from like <clears throat> that one with uh Bill Burr. Where they were trying to they oh, broke into was, that like prisoner yeah. ship.
2: I think it was like episode going, six or seven that yeah. that was in.
1: I think it was six, two episodes ago. So going from one like that to this one, where they are clearly trying to draw scenes out or draw the the whole episode out, and then some of the acting, especially from like uh, her name's like Gina Carrera or something. Uh, like the Marsh, Mar- the MMA yeah, girl I, actress who
2: was in Hardwire. Yeah, just like
1: some that. of the lines they were having her do. Oh, and some of the cliché shit, like "I'm not leaving you here. Oh. We're not gonna leave you behind." Yeah, and he's like, "Go, leave. leave me."
0: Leave me, go.
1: You know you can't take me. You'll, you'll, get us all killed. You know, just that bullshit that we've seen a thousand times and a thousand other things. It's like, why are we doing this again? Yeah. Why do you guys? <laughs>
2: But I think you, you they think did leave so it this is so
1: vital to like show people again. Yeah. You 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 think that people want to see this again or well, haven't you, seen You got to
2: build your connection with no, your character. No, doesn't work. <laughs>
1: I don't think it works for anyone. Um other than really I liked
2: it. I <laughs> I think uh yeah, it did have some filler and I feel like for ending it at 8 episodes, they could have gave it a more solid ending. Because they definitely did, I feel like set it up to do more, which is mm-hmm. good because you kind of do need that segue to be able to like set it up for more. But I definitely think they could have ended it a little bit differently.
1: Some of the the editing
2: I did like baby of was
1: confusing. <laughs> we looked at each other a couple times. So he gets like a, he gets hurt, and a robot gives him some like Spray. medicine to to make him better. And he said, "This will work in a few hours."
2: And then I don't know where he's like caught up with them.
1: Oh yeah, so so he's like the Mandalorian and the robot are by themselves now and the other characters have gone on uh in front of them and they're like we'll catch up. So then he's like there with the robot and the robot gives him some medicine and then literally in the next cut they they're they're walking up next to the people that
2: Yeah, oh, but that he's went in front he's of kind them. of like Dragging a little bit like he still needs assistance yeah, being walked. Yeah,
1: they're helping him walk, but they literally like cut to from like uh, It'll They're they're making it seem like they're gonna be there a while and he's got to get better before he can walk and they don't show them stand up or anything but then suddenly like <laughs>
0: he's They've caught they've up
1: caught up them. to the <laughs> other people and we don't know how much time is So just like weird like we don't know how much time has passed why did they say this in one scene but the next scene it's like oh uh, yeah like we're just here all of a sudden there's no like I feel like it's sometimes you can not explain every single step in detail and the audience will get it and other times you have to do a little bit more or reorganize it um and and you can <laughs> you you could show every step In a cool way, or you can kind of uh, assume you're not helping me. Why? What are you doing? Because I'm
2: trying to like figure out what you're saying. Like, yeah, you You either have to show it or assume your audience is
1: smarter, smart enough to get it. Yeah, I I think they're assuming the audience is smart or something, but what they're really doing is like leaving out information or stuff that makes it more sensible. So it's like they're picking and choosing the wrong stuff to leave out. And they're saying oh the audience will get it but it's like it it makes it look sloppy
2: yeah it kind of does because the whole like where he's literally like laying there on his deathbed and then in the next scene he's like walking and then like two seconds later they're like oh it worked and suddenly he's like walking all on his own again so it's like wait what like how much time has passed like what is going on and how did you guys catch up so fast like that doesn't make any sense
1: Yeah there i helped you you got it it's like you knew the whole time and just wanted to watch me suffer no you had your head down and everything not even making eye contact looking away oh my
2: god
1: uninterested i'm
2: not uninterested
1: (laughs) i was uninterested
2: wow i was making myself
1: self uninterested because i i couldn't get the words out and you were uninterested looking away so then that made me feel like what's the point of trying What's the point of...
2: Everything, <laughs> let me just go kill myself, all that stuff. No. No. Uh, what
0: else?
1: My next note is Mercedes guy apparently has moved out.
2: Apparently, yes. Even though we still occasionally see him on our street, That is no that, longer That's behind some Mandalorian
1: us. shit right there. That's you leaving out information thinking that the audience will get it. When you need to actually include a little bit of information how do you know I wasn't going to because right like right there. Because you interrupted me before
2: I could finish talking because I was gonna say he no longer parks behind us where we can see him outside of our balcony on the back side of our apartment. But now, when we leave through the front side of the apartment where our actual parking lot is, we see him on our connecting street, which we've never seen him on that street before. So, what is that? (laughs) We see him on now.
1: Thank you for giving everyone our address. I'll have to go and delete that off now. Well, it's
2: not our address, but
1: okay that's our street so great job
2: okay well then fine edit that out i'm sorry i'm writing
1: it down right now i'm I'm trying to
2: be um informative by telling everyone the
1: street we live on okay
2: fine well on our connecting street we no long we see him sometimes parking down there but we don't know where he's going because we don't ever see him behind at the apartment behind us anymore
1: that, none of that made sense
2: oh my god then you can describe <laughs> it why don't you describe it and i'll just be quiet
1: uh you pretty much had it he's he's not showing up in his old parking spot anymore just um, random cars i never are. i never posted the video <laughs> of recording all his
0: beep beeps. Uh, all his
1: beep beeps but I, I was bitching to the property manager over there that this guy is still locking his car like 40 times a fucking day um, will you deal with it? If if you don't think it's a big deal, then have him park next to you and you can fucking listen to the the Beep beeping beeps. all day, every day. Um and I don't know what what happened, but um Mercedes guy hasn't been parking over in his old spot behind us. Yeah. Um and suddenly we started seeing his other car, not his his Mercedes yeah, not his but Mercedes. his Ford parked on the street in front of our like, our entrance.
0: Yeah. So, he's,
1: like, on the front of our property instead of in the back of our property now. Um, don't know if any of that That's, makes sense, yeah. but it was really fucking weird. It's, it's weird, like, what's next? Yeah. He's gonna, like, move into our property.
2: <laughs> yeah, because like, it's, he's, like...
1: he's closer. Like, he's, he's, like, I don't know. He's, like, <laughs> I guess he's not technically closer, but...
2: I mean, would this He went be from the... one
1: side of the property to the other.
2: But I guess this would be the closest street to park in... To get over there. Right? Because I don't think they have any other street closer. Without going around. I
1: can't imagine that. They would expect people to park. That far away.
2: I mean I could. If they're, because if, if, they're you, if you're at an apartment that has street only parking. There's never going to be a guarantee. That you're going to have parking. Right by like the street you need to be on. There's plenty of people who probably have to I park. I just can't like believe that away. they wouldn't
1: have like enough parking. For like. Like why wouldn't he? If he had an apartment there still, why wouldn't he just have a spot still?
2: Maybe they just couldn't reassign him a new spot. Like I don't, even I don't though I don't we have like him
1: walk four blocks or whatever.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their situation. But I'm just saying maybe they don't have another spot that they can assign him, so he has to street park.
1: Oh, this is fascinating. Let's move on. Uh, he was really. It was weird yeah it's, it's i mean i'm glad
2: i don't have to hear his beep beeps anymore and i'm sure you are too it's creepy though because
1: we were like mm, maybe he's moved yeah because he, 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 he disappeared and again. then he reappeared and then he disappeared again he's like no he's he went from our back yard pretty much to like the our front, f- the front.
2: <laughs> so weird yeah yeah i can't wrap my head around it but whatever at least we don't have to listen to his all meetings, right i'm ready so. for your adam
1: carolla book review you finished the book after like months.
2: It was like a month. Give me a break. It was not months.
1: You've read a lot more books than me, and you read a lot faster than me. But yet yeah, I still but... managed to read it within a couple weeks and Yeah, you, let's all
2: be perfect like David. And
1: you've taken months, months.
2: Yeah, on someone you know I don't even like. <laughs> you I literally kept reading it
1: though, like you were. I literally it, like...
2: was reading it because one It's interesting to hear his perspective on certain things based on the way he grew up and whatever. And then two, it gives me a common interest with you and something to talk to you about since we don't listen to the same music and there's a lot of TV and stuff that we're not interested in that's the same. Um, So I just kind of wanted to read it and see since I know you listen to a lot. Well, you used to listen to a lot of his Adam Drew... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> adam crolla and dr drew show yeah um
1: i don't listen to it anymore though
2: yeah which i think I, we his mentioned.
1: his whining his his lack of i don't know i just don't don't feel he like,
2: lacks a lot he, he lacks like compassion <laughs> he does a lot of stupid ass shit but then complains that other people do stupid ass shit
1: yeah and um, he doesn't like accommodate like he, anyone's if if he... Kind of like me, and that's probably why I relate to him in a certain way, is, like, if if he doesn't meet... If you don't meet his expectations, then you're just kind of, like, a dummy, and,
2: and the, he, he you discounts you right off. away. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I struggle with that sometimes, too. Sometimes? But the, <laughs> listening to to that attitude all the time on, on, like, the radio or the podcast or whatever is... It, i don't know it, it wasn't making me feel good yeah. it was just like i felt like i was listening to a complainer not someone who was really trying to help or give encouragement um or insight yeah. i feel like he was just kind of always like just like in a toxic sour mood and yeah. then doc- hearing well, Dr. hearing dr drew not like combat that or push back against that or to provide like the opposite side he didn't really do that a lot yeah He'd either just be quiet like you or oh, okay here we go okay Adam come kind of complicit and quietly a- agree or I don't know yeah so I just kind of got tired it I the learned book a lot from okay. Them,
2: but- the book was okay. Like it did have some funny parts. I mean, he is a comedian, he can say some funny things. Um, But then there was parts in the book where you're like, Are, are you joking? Are you being serious? Do you? Are you really? Is this really your thought process? Like there's a lot of things that he kind of did in the book where I just really questioned it because he bitches and complains like, I'm so poor. Oh, I'm getting nowhere in my life. I'm working these shitty jobs. But then like, he goes out and does like super dumb shit and it's like well you're surrounding yourself around those kinds of people so do you really think that your life is going to progress when you're doing like this immature shit like i don't know he just leaves a sour taste in my mouth i'm not really a huge fan of him i think it's cool that yeah he came out of poverty and he got lucky i really do think he got lucky um because he doesn't really talk much about like how he worked for his success. Yeah, he doesn't At least really not in that book, he did it. It was just kind of like, it's very vague. oh, let me tell you all these stories of when I was a kid and all this fucked up weird shit I did. Oh, let me tell you all these stories about when I was an adult, all this weird fucked up shit I did. Oh, hey, guess what? I, I'm famous now and I make this money. And now I'm going to tell you about all the judgments I place <laughs> upon these people. And it's just like, okay, but you're not really. He didn't really talk about, like, what lesson did he learn? How did he learn it? Like, none of that. It was just like, it just seemed like a bullshit filler book. Like, it just was bullshit to me. Like, but I mean, I guess it was interesting to read and kind of see someone step out of my comfort of reading.
1: It, one thing that confused me, I think I mentioned it a little bit, was his like lack of like what's the intent of this book is it to make us laugh or is it to teach us or is it both because uh i I feel feel like he was kind of vague on both yeah like it was there was a lot of humor in it and made me laugh out loud a few times
2: yeah i mean i definitely laughed out loud quite a few times but if the intent
1: was to like he kind of Almost, he tries to sum it up at the end, didn't he? Like, saying, like, so. with his grandpa, he was talking about, like, just, yeah. like, working hard, and he, he kind of had, like, a couple, um, like, pieces of advice type Very thing. Very
0: little, but yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of it was vague, though, like, okay, how did you go from the shithole <laughs> to, like, a million dollar house yeah. in, like, one or two years, and you don't really provide any, uh... <laughs> i don't know it's
2: yeah it it was it was
1: people like that kind of like give me like a scam vibe (laughs) like they learned so they're losers and then they learned kind of the tricks that work and then they applied the tricks got lucky and
2: then kind of just went and now
1: they're successful and now they continue to just like apply the tricks but they are like tricks to them and they view them as like they seem to treat them like tricks yeah and i'm not like myself personally i'm not like into tricking i don't want to trick myself and i don't want to trick others i want to learn what works and what doesn't work and apply those in like a transparent way work with other people to get to where i need to go or uh, work with myself to discipline myself to get to where i need to go and he doesn't like he seems to like preach this mantra of kind of like that mentality, but he doesn't really ever give you, like, a lot of specific steps, at least in his book. Yeah, not in he, his he's book. He's a little better about it on his Adam and Dr. Drew podcast. Um, I would say his other podcasts are um, kind of useless to me. Uh, they're, a lot of them are just kind of filler talking and, and ranting and raving. Uh, his Dr. Drew and Adam podcast is a little more actionable, a little more, like, real advice, like, either mental health advice or um professional like helping yourself get some traction in your personal life, life or, or stuff, professional yeah. life um and he's got a professional medical guy there with him to kind of help but yeah he uh he does frustrate me yeah. in a lot of ways even though i relate to him in a lot of ways it's like come on man i i expect more of it just someone seems like to be he, a little more level-headed and yeah. a little more like.
2: He just does enough and says enough to like get by, and then the things that actually require like effort and shit, he just kind of graces past those and just makes you think like, oh, so what? I can just meet someone famous and suddenly I break into the business? Oh yeah, that's how it works. But well, like, he prepared
1: no. by he he took improv lessons, which and, he didn't
2: really talk and, about, and
1: boxing didn't
2: really talk so, about.
1: Yeah, somehow he was like, I'm a boxer. He was like into boxing, but yet he didn't really talk about boxing no, ever. No up until the point that he was like preparing for the radio contest yeah, thing that yeah. he was trying to he was trying to train Jimmy Kimmel for that radio contest. So it was and, just like out of nowhere. Like, oh, suddenly he's like into boxing. And yeah, he's and like, you're like,
2: oh, didn't know that. But you <laughs> or just suddenly told he's me in this improv. whole story from your childhood and you not once mentioned you were into <laughs> comedy, you were into boxing, yeah. none of that until you're suddenly like somewhat famous and those are the things you're – working with that are helping you up your fame
1: well and it's weird too
0: oh,
2: it? and then his whole like well i'm a celebrity they should treat me different and it's just like well wait what because <laughs> he mentioned that in like his book he was like don't these people know like i'm yeah, a celebrity you mentioned that last
0: time.
2: and it's like uh that's really fucking full of yourself but just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you deserve to be treated differently because yeah. if you're a shitty human being i'm going to treat you like a shitty human being regardless of your status yeah. So I don't know. He just irritates me.
1: <laughs> one thing I, I don't remember what book he he mentioned. I, I was gonna say something else, but you kept going. Um, oh, and I forgot so my amazing thing I was gonna contribute. Oh yeah. I don't know, like your shitty attitude, you keep giving me now.
2: Oh, because just, I called
1: your bullshit out. So now you're all like on the defense.
0: No, I'm uh, just. One
1: thing I liked that he mentioned hurt. in his book was to tip. I don't remember what he calls them, but I I have the note as tip laborers. Tip so. Labors don't always have to like tip the people who might already be getting paid well or Mm. maybe they get a shit ton of tips like maybe at the dispensary like every time i go to the dispensary like their tip jar is like like to the top with bills not just coins yeah so i don't know how much they actually make like per hour but i like the idea of like tipping the people who might not normally get tipped so like um, maybe someone at the drive-through window, or I don't know, like,
2: um, like what <laughs> actual like? labor
1: jobs, like your groundskeeper, or um, people who are doing physical labor or doing like the shitty jobs,
2: like your car mechanic that are or...
1: sweating or they're fast-paced or low pay. Like, tip those people if they're nice, cool people, or they're hustling. Um, you know, observe them, watch them, what kind of attitude they have. And if they're giving you good service, regardless of if it's like a a traditional t- kind of like tipping job. Yeah. Um, just give them some extra money. If you got some extra money, to, yeah. show your appreciation. If it's like a type of service job. that
2: Even if it's like a buck a service, or two, like it's still it's still a tip. Like it's still something. Yeah,
1: And I like to actually hand it to the person and say, this is for you. I've tried to start doing that instead of just, like, laying it on the table in secret if you're at a restaurant or... uh, Yeah, because you
2: never know if it's actually going to get to them. Like, is the busboy going to come and take it? it, Are they just going to put it in a tip jar? Because, I mean, you don't have to, like... I mean, I think you're supposed to, like, disclose your tips, but... um, Like, for waitresses and stuff, like... If I was a waitress and someone took me, like, five bucks, like, I would not disclose that shit. I would put it in my pocket and be like, this is my five fucking dollars. Like, I earned this. Like,
1: Or maybe, like, skip the person who... Because it's
2: crazy that they do split tips. Yeah. Because people who are not doing as much work is going to get paid just as much as the person who did all the work. And to me, that's not fair.
1: Or the people who are, like, really good at their job. They're really charming. And, you know, they're getting tips all day long. All day long. So maybe, like, skip that person... And give it to the person who might not ever get tips. Yeah, and who is looks still like getting, they're
2: struggling or they're new. Yeah, they're still
1: getting paid like 10 bucks an hour or whatever. Uh, so, just at least like being conscious of your opportunities to be generous and um, to show gratitude yeah. for the people whose job it is to make your life easier, more convenient, and better. Um, and yet, they're not compensated very well. So.
2: That was very well put. I like
1: that. Uh Oh, yeah. So I got some more. I thought of some more. I thought of some and I looked up some more. Oh. Of, uh, this was for our last, I think. I don't remember which podcast it was. So we were talking <laughs> about like rappers, like what rappers do. Like their signature.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, noise
1: that they make. Like
2: Kanye. and.
1: Yeah. So a few more. I thought of, uh, what was the ones? Oh, I thought of Ludacris. Luda goes, Luda.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
1: Uh little John.
2: He does Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, I can't do that. I think very those well. are
1: the only two I thought of. I call them lyrical motifs. A lyrical, lyrical A lyrical motifs. signature.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh
1: some other ones G unit.
2: G unit. Uh, uh Jay
1: Z kinda does his different he like He does
2: ho- hova,
1: is that what he does? Yeah, he does Hova and
2: something else right (laughs) it does like that weird like
1: like breathing thing
2: i'm dying over here
1: um thank you jay-z doesn't he go like chia too
2: i have no idea i don't listen to enough like
1: jay-z does too um
2: i really don't listen to enough hip-hop rap r&b whatever you want to call it
1: oh snoop i thought that said swoop i was like swoop who the fuck swoop
2: snoop what's snoop do
1: Oh, he just kind of has a.
2: Snoop Double
1: Snoop Dizzy. And He kind of oh. like does his like. Kind of like, like his call breathy, out. Breathy, like. Um, Snoopy, dog. Like kind of that yeah. breathy, hey. Oh, what about
2: that one? Um, Would you consider it the one where they always do Maybach music? Like that guy yeah, always uses it? I don't, I don't it? know
1: if that's uh, Rick Ross's is that or like a motif? if that's a producer oh, okay. that is okay. producing his music, but since i think rick ross might have i think that might be his label
2: mm, okay so, so it May might ba- not necessarily Maybach count? Music
1: might be his label so he might so that might be it might count it might count it's not him doing it but someone is but still it, it it's is like a like, signature thing yeah, and it's associated it's in a lot of his songs um and then exhibit um x <laughs> yeah i think he would just go like x or oh, man, I, don't think he, happened to I don't think he did anything else. <laughs> Where you uh, at, bro? Last album he put out was a couple years ago, I think, oh. like 2012. I think it was called Napalm. Pimp My Rat. I, I don't know if he's done <laughs> any other ones. I mean, he's around. He's acted a bit. And
2: Somewhere music around there. A bit. Okay. Yeah,
1: he's not like he's not like Jay Z or like some of these other guys yeah, who are like, like constant, never go away. Yeah, like constant on the radio. Um, but the radio on is on a radio. fucked up game too. Yeah,
2: the radio is kind of a fucked up game.
1: Uh, so can we?
2: Uh, here's here here's Ashley's rant of the day, you guys. Can these radio stations please get their lives together and stop playing the same fucking songs at the same time? Because sometimes, like yesterday, two different radio stations were both playing Post Malone. And all <laughs> the other radio stations were playing commercials. Commercial. I so feel it's like, like you either I get stuck listening to a song that you don't want to listen to, or you just got to turn your radio off or sit there and listen that. to a dumbass commercial. Fuck the radio. Like
1: only time I listen to radio is when I'm I'm too lazy to like connect my Bluetooth or I, I, have well, been I too haven't too lazy. Well, I I figured out
2: how to connect to, my music to it. So it's
1: part of, partly your fault. It is. It is. You gotta if it's important to you, you gotta follow through. I just put my AirPods known. on. Um,
2: Hope I don't
0: crash. <laughs>
1: my next notes on here is... Oh, yeah, we we talked a little bit about uh, how people self-label themselves as entrepreneurs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, something else people self-label themselves as, which is kind of entrepreneurial-y, is I'm a model.
0: Oh, I model. I'm a model. Uh, I don't
1: think it counts as a model. First of all, I don't know if, if you're not getting paid professionally for any of these things, it's weird to call you yourself.
2: A model. Something.
1: Um, I find it weird or say
2: like you're an inspiring model. Like you want to <sighs> be a model.
1: I find it weird when I call myself uh, or think of myself. I think of myself as a podcaster, but to call myself one, that feels weird because I'm not making money on this. I don't have sponsors and I don't have a huge fan base or anything. Yeah. Um, I think it's weird when people call themselves models and. All they're doing is posing for their friends to take pictures of, yeah. Uh, to put on Instagram or something. Uh, like, are you are you steady selling?
2: Yeah. Are pictures? you actually trying are you to like be
1: contracted? Yeah. Are, are you are, are trying you, to be
2: contracted?
1: Are you freelance? Uh, and if you're freelance, like. How much money are you making on a regular basis doing yeah. your modeling?
2: Are you so, actually modeling I, for anything specific? Like,
1: I, I like the idea if, if you want to be a model or an off- entrepreneur or whatever, that you are you start thinking of yourself in those terms, but to actually like claim that you are one when other people who've put a lot more time and effort into it and got notoriety and achieved things, like you're putting yourself on the same uh, like the same standard in the same boat on the same level as those people, and I think that's kind of like cheating. It's yeah, kind of like bullshitting like and lying a and tricking bit. people into like viewing you as like a professional or viewing you as that you've achieved this level of whatever notoriety. And uh, if you haven't, I, I would definitely caution using those terms. Yeah, another think... one was photographer. I'm a photographer. Well, I take a shit ton of pictures. I know you do, too. (laughs) Uh, I don't think just because you can push a couple buttons that makes you a photographer. Uh, You have to kind of be compelled, like have this innate, uh, compelling desire, a drive to frame your shot, to get a certain aesthetic or look or whatever you're trying to communicate. I think photography, um, along with a lot of other things in entertainment, are like forms of their expressions that they're, are supposed to communicate something to you on like a, a deep personal level. So, again, if you're not like steady making money doing it, um, I would I would definitely caution people out there to uh, hold off on labeling yourself uh, if you're not if this isn't or like just, a lifelong yeah. drive to become a photographer and to learn photography and to practice photography and to market yourself to try to make money doing photography on um, doing all these steps, uh, and putting in the work to actually make that a part of your, whether it's a hobby and, and you're making money and doing all that stuff, or if it's your full-time or part-time job. Um, I just, I, I find it obnoxious and scammy and, uh, lazy and a little hubristic to to kind of claim some of these terms to label it before yeah entrepreneur and really have no evidence of
2: actually being those things
1: of being like a professional of being uh of being able to to make money doing it to trade it for something (laughs)
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so uh something to think about something I thought it was to think about yeah like, that's
2: uh, interesting i never really i'm not
1: i'm not trying to think about that stuff invalidate people's efforts or dreams or anything but i think in our culture today with everything being instant and everything kind of being accessible you it's easy for us to think that oh, i can do that well i i i'm pretty close to that i'm that i'm equal to that and it's not always the case so you really have to like kind of study it and be truly honest and challenge yourself and your your way of framing and thinking um so that you're not like bullshitting yourself out of um like making legitimate progress yeah if you're tricking yourself and bullshitting yourself it's going to be really hard to to know truly who you are and where you want to go and what you're about and what you know if you're just constantly tricking and bullshitting yourself and other people it's just going to be a mess yeah everything is going to be blurred and there's no distinction and there's no like what's real and what's not moving on it's uh,
2: all not real
1: (laughs) uh i have one about a song i listened to oh god Uh, you saw me over here laughing a couple times
2: i did yes Yesterday, right? I listened
1: to a song called John and Yoko.
2: Oh, God. And it is
1: from uh, (laughs) Uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's album called... uh, It's just called Wedding Album, is the name of their album. Oh. And John and Yoko, the track on their wedding album, is a track that is 22 minutes and 44 seconds long. What? And this track involves John and Yoko doing... (laughs) This bizarre, uh, what would it be? Like a, a yelling, like primal yelling,
0: like primal like
1: screaming. Yodeling
2: almost, mm. like, oh. No, they're no. saying
1: each other's names over and over for 22 minutes.
2: And they're just like screaming it, yeah. yelling it. John! John! John!
1: John! And then he's just like, Yoko. Yoko!
0: Yoko! Yoko! What? Yeah,
1: it's like this primal screaming, like therapy shit. Interesting. And then, That's like the first like, I don't know, maybe ten minutes, and then it goes gets a little weird into like, oh, John, John, John Yoko, Yoko." like almost sexual, and then it goes up again like they're kind of screaming and doing they're like saying it in different ways, and then like towards the like the last five minutes, (laughs) I'm pretty sure John is like eating an apple, (laughs) so you hear hear him eating and like chomping and he's still saying yoko yoko (laughs) and then she's like john john it's the fucking weirdest thing i was going to put like the full 22 minutes on the end of one of the podcast episodes but i think i'll trim it to like maybe 10 so that i don't it's because you get the point of it after like maybe five minutes
2: so maybe you should just put five (laughs) minutes on but
1: then there's yeah i'll see what i can I'll, i'll put it at the end of this episode i think um, I wonder
2: what the, like, purpose or motivation or, like, the thought behind that was.
1: Uh, probably drugs. I think they might have had that idea high on some sort of drug, maybe LSD or acid or, um, I don't think cannabis would make you uh, I don't want to so. do that kind of stuff. Um, might have been drunk, maybe they were stone-cold sober, I don't know. I was thinking the same thing, like 22 minutes, like they would have had to have been in some weird drug haze.
2: Uh, To to feel like this was a
1: good idea or interesting or compelling enough to, much like this show,
2: (laughs) to to keep it,
1: (laughs) to keep, to to go for 22 minutes and pretty much just saying each other's names back and forth. So I'll uh, put that at the end of this. I think... (laughs) some <laughs> of it. Yeah, it was it was trippy. I, I couldn't it's I was very like interesting. I kept wanting to stop it but I wanted to like know
0: Like what it was. Yeah,
1: what is this is this building towards something? How many variations can they do? <laughs> of, so weird of doing this. Yeah, they were weird. Um, I know Yoko Ono is one of your favorite uh, oh, yeah, singers, I just, you, you I Absolutely her love her whole discography My
2: god hey. 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 I, I cannot get on board with her music I mean, so I'm all for expressing is... yourself, but Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I can't express myself in such bizarre ways
0: Okay, but I do like that song
2: <laughs> For the Christmas Please stop, you're scaring me
1: uh John, I want to talk John. <laughs> I want to talk about your bankruptcy at all um you were
2: yeah shedding
1: tears this morning. I got
2: a little frustrated this morning. I had to, so when you file for bankruptcy. You basically you contact a lawyer, you find a lawyer that works best for you, um, and then you have to do which I guess it's now by law you have to do it. This course they passed it in, like I think like two thousand five or something like that. But you have to do a pre-filing bankruptcy course. That's literally what it is called. Um, it takes about an hour. So you basically fill out like all these forms online, and they talk to you about like budgeting and you know, write down everything, figure out like, do you have disposable income or not? And you have to talk about like, you know, um, where's your debt coming from? Is it like, uh, taxes? Is it mortgages? Is it credit cards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I had to like fill out all that information. And then in order to get your certificate for you to actually move on to have your lawyer file your case, well, actually let me back (laughs) step. So before you can file your case, You have to do this course. Once you're done with this course, then you get a certificate. And it says, like, okay, you completed this course by law, blah, blah, blah. Um, They email it to your lawyer as well. And then that's when your lawyer will basically give you what he called a laundry list of things you need to do. So, you basically, you have to get you know your last two tax returns you have to like print out like all your bank statements you have to know who do you owe money to how much do you owe do you have any letters from them do you have letters from like other lawyers like etc etc um
1: But was this frustration coming from the
2: frustration? The frustration was coming from one, I already feel like a piece of shit for getting myself in this position to begin with, you know, making bad financial decisions and spending money I didn't have to spend because I can get it on a credit card and I could pay it back later. But you know, life is unpredictable. And you know, you may lose a job or get your hours cut or this, this and that. So just not really understanding the importance of of knowing how to use your credit cards properly like obviously you're going to have emergencies where you're not going to have money and yeah you might have to put it on a credit card um, but kind of keeping track of how much are you putting on those cards and are you going to be able to afford to pay it back and and so all the frustration kind of came from that because I've I've basically been in debt for 10 years I mean, not to this extreme I am in now, but basically from the moment that we no longer shared a bank account, I slowly started getting myself into debt and then just kind of like, Oh, I'll get out of it. Eventually I'll get out of it. Eventually. Oh, whatever. Oh, this happened. This happened. That happened. Um, so just continuing to dig myself more and more into it. Oh, I don't have money for this. Oh, I'm just going to open up another credit card. I'll have money right there. Um, so just really making those stupid decisions and, and not thinking of future Ashley and, and what I was going to put her through. Um, so then you have to do this course, so I did the course, which you have to pay for, which is $14.95, so you had to pay like 15 bucks to do this course, and you can't do it, you can't file your bankruptcy without it. Um, so you finish up the course, and then they make you do a chat, and you can't continue and get your certificate until you chat with an agent. So then they have a specific time window, so you can only do it from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. So I had to re-log back on today and do this stupid chat. But the chat to me was so pointless because it was literally like uh, just all the same information the course had. So I had to sit there and basically repeat myself talking about the same shit, okay, so they, and they'll pull it from what you said on your course, so she pulled it and said, okay, you stated you owe this, you stated you make this, you stated this is what you pay, is this correct? Well, yes, that's what I stated, I literally went through and found all that information for me to do the course, yes, I stated that, it is correct, and then, you know, just, okay, well, you should think about contacting all of your creditors and talking to them about maybe a repayment plan, okay, I already knew that was an option, but that's not an option for me. I am doing a pre-filing bankruptcy course. So if I wanted to talk to my creditors, I would have already done that if I was able to pay them back. So it's just, they they blanketed it. Mm. And they basically kind of made it seem like everyone got into debt for the same reason. Nobody knows how to do this. Nobody knows how to budget. Nobody knows how to talk to their creditors. And it was like, I had. I talked to like two or three creditors. I still couldn't do their yeah, repayment plans. Yeah, I
1: even called when I um when I had left my my uh last jobs and I uh, what the fuck was I gonna say?
2: <laughs> that the options they gave oh, you are yeah, still unrealistic.
1: Yeah. Like they uh they when I called Wells Fargo to put a hold on like my um credit card to say like I We'll probably uh be having trouble repaying these minimum payments soon, uh, because I'm not working right now. And the guy pretty much said, uh well there's nothing we can do right now, call us next month.
2: Mm-hmm. Like call us once you can't make it.
1: Yeah, once you're already like in a worse situation mm-hmm. when you when you have missed the payment probably, when yeah. you have uh zero money when you haven't got a job yet that's when they'll i guess listen to you and even if they listen to you then i don't think they're going to do much no they're still trying to get their money for well you.
2: yeah they still because that's what i had to do with a few of them it's like i called them and i said hey look i can't make these monthly payments they're too high like i can't and they'll be like okay well here's your options one of them gave me the option that i could pay them like 500 bucks up front and they'll drop my minimum payments monthly. And I'm like, well, I can't even do that. And then it was like, okay, well, can you pay us 300 bucks up front and then your monthly payment will be X amount of dollars. And it was like, no, I'm literally calling you to tell you like I can't make these payments. So what makes you think I can make these payments when I'm calling you and telling (laughs) you, hey, I can't make these payments. So it's just kind of silly. And then they tell you like in, these, in this course and in this chat, oh, you need to create a budget, you need, to, you need to write down like where all your money is going, but then they don't tell you, which I guess maybe it's a given, like yeah, you should go back and reflect, but obviously the reason why most of these people got into this position is because they're not going back and reflecting, they're not budgeting, but I have, I do for the last X amount of years, like probably the last five or so years, I write down, every transaction I make and you make fun of me for it because you think it's pointless that I sit there and I crunch all my numbers nonstop but it is to see like okay where am I spending my money where's my money going what am I doing with it what am I wasting it on how what am I paying the most in on bills and stuff um but they don't tell you to go back and reflect on those they just say well write it down write down all your budget write down everything you you spend write down what you make it's like well yeah no shit and then then she was like, well, you're spending X amount of money on housing, and and you should probably be spending this this amount instead. And it's like, bitch, I live in fucking California. Where can I live that I'm going to pay that kind of money?
1: In a rat hole.
2: Like, you want me to live in, like...
1: No AC. Yeah, like, like a little... Holes in the wall. Yeah, like,
2: you want... Like, yeah in the,
1: in the parking lot. You
2: should live inside your means, but should you really just like go live somewhere you're completely don't feel safe or it's a complete shithole just because it's
1: not comfortable at all because a
2: certain graph tells me this this should be my ideal amount um, of money to spend on rent how about
1: you guys uh instead of telling me that maybe they should be fighting the system of inequality and how they pay people and how jobs pay people so that ceos get millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars even. or do
2: and something about the hot house the prices.
1: who work full-time are only earning 15 bucks an hour but yeah are you know the ceos they 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 give the okay on well we need to hire all this mm-hmm. all these people and we really need them to do our job and to make this company work but we're not going to yeah. pay them adequately
0: yeah
1: you know we need them and they're necessary and they're valuable and we need them to do their they're we, we have to have them to do to make this company work but we're not going to pay them like we need them to yeah. make this company work. Yeah. we're going to pay them a fraction of a fraction oh, of, of, of what i get paid and then
2: whatever they do with it they do with so it so there's
1: no like the system is all like kind of in bed together but then they tell you this stuff well you should do this you can do that mm-hmm. it's like okay i'm trying to do what i can that's in my control but i can't control like my how much the company that i'm working for is paying me yeah like they're the ones who pay me shit
2: and then there's going to be those people who would be like well just go get a different job job. it's all easier said than done (laughs) because the majority of the places because i consistently get on like job um like job uh app things like linkedin and indeed and i scour those a lot and nobody pays shit everyone pays shit so for anyone who's listening that's like, well, you could just go get a, a different job. No, you can't just go get a different yeah, job. A it doesn't them, work that yeah, way. a lot of them
1: pay worse. They do. Or have compared worse to hours. What,
2: compared to what I get paid now. Or
1: you have to drive All way the farther. jobs
2: I'm looking at, I would be taking massive pay cuts. Yeah. And, massive fucking pay cuts. Yeah. And be driving farther away. Which how's negates, that going to help my situation? negates the
1: increase because then you're paying more to drive more. Yeah,
2: yeah. So how's that going to help my position? Oh, well, you can live somewhere cheaper. Okay, but I can't just go and do that right this second. And then again,
1: you're probably m- moving farther away mm-hmm. from Where you're going to your drive farther. Because and they don't put any of the companies that we work for in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We have to fucking commute yeah. across the city to go work there. Or again, you have it's to work like a super special all the city job. Yeah.
2: Where you get paid a ridiculous amount of money. And you have to be
1: interested in it and usually be interested in, enough in it to go get the schooling mm-hmm. and the training to do it. Because they don't do any of the training payments, at the at yes. the companies anymore. Mm-hmm. They all want you to go pay for training yeah. for a lottery ticket to possibly get a job, get a job, in, this job in this location. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it was just all really frustrating and I'm pretty sure like the the exit course cuz you have to do an exit course like once you file your case. So once you collect every documentation you need to collect and turn it into your lawyer and they file your case, you're supposed to go talk to a creditor and they said that could take anywhere from like 5 minutes to an hour. So I'm sure that'll be a lot of repeating the same information over and over and over which to me Defeats the purpose of me collecting all this information for you, just to turn around and sit there and have to tell you everything I just handed you. Yeah. When you literally have this information <laughs> in front of you, so now I'm repeating myself multiple times.
1: So they they're part of like perpetuating like this bad system, this broken mm-hmm. system. Mhm.
2: Yeah. So then it just kind of felt shitty because it was just like, okay, I already know the mistakes I made. I've already done everything I can do to kind of like get me on the right track and then you guys are blanketing all of this when every case is like different every person yeah you're oversimplifying it every case every person every situation is going to be different and it's not like i'm i feel good about having to file for bankruptcy like yeah the outcome of it will be good because you know i'm gonna stop getting thousands of phone calls and emails and letters and this this and that but like it's still a shitty situation to have to go through. And then to sit there and then just, like, sit there and have them, like, simplifying it is, like, mind-boggling to me. So it got me frustrated, and it made me upset. And then just still having to deal with all of it is just, like, ugh. So make smart money decisions, guys, because this yeah, sucks. I was
1: confused by your frustration with it because it's, like, well, you yourself you brought this upon yourself No, yeah, i did you
2: and i was mad you, at you myself you deserve for it on some level i do yeah and
1: you have to deal with that it's radical acceptance of your situation
2: but so, in the moment it's it's so how do you hard. how
1: do you reframe that of thinking this is bullshit this is like even they are doing it wrong or they're the system is fucked up on on how they're dealing with it and it's making a bad situation even worse so how do you reframe all that to to kind of push through
2: I just kind of had to just kind of keep telling myself like okay well if you don't go through this like you're you're not going to get out of this situation and just kind of telling like retelling myself like all right well now you know all the mistakes you made so what can you do to not make those mistakes again and you know, like, yeah, I already know, like, reflecting back and looking at, like, what am I spending my money on? Am I setting money aside? Like, am I setting specific goals to, like, set money aside? And am I creating an emergency fund, you know, and kind of checking those boxes on, well, what can I do to prevent it from happening again? So I just had to reframe it that way and just say, like, look at all this stress. Look at all this bullshit you put yourself through for what? What, what did you get out of all of it? some new stuff wow cool you couldn't have just saved your money to do it wouldn't it have felt better that way um yeah
1: i think that ties in a little bit to what i told you what we should kind of be working on with like cutting back cannabis um
2: and finally getting the goal of getting a cat
1: well being being okay with telling yourself no
2: yeah like
1: i can tell myself no in this situation when you have the option of or oh, um, as an adult, I have the option of: Do I want to smoke cannabis or not smoke cannabis? So, of course, when you're an adult and you have access to these things, um, it's easy to always tell yourself yes. So uh, you have access to credit cards, you have access to whatever. Um, but getting comfortable with telling yourself no, and that's kind of the discipline thing that I'm I'm bad about, and I I suffer from. <laughs> Or I uh, struggle with a lack of discipline.
2: I definitely struggle. So being with okay
1: lack with discipline. like I can, uh, I'm gonna, I'm okay with telling myself no today or tonight or whatever. I don't need to go to the store to go get ice cream or pizza. I've got food here at home and it's food I like. Uh, it's or food I bought I can, for a reason. Yeah, I can find <laughs> other things to snack on. Um, or uh, I I have uh, some pre rolls here. I can smoke. Uh, i can smoke them all today if i wanted to right now and but instead of doing that like assessing well like do i really need to like i smoked a couple hours ago i don't need to like i'm not desperate to smoke again right now to feel high i don't need to be high right now it's okay to tell myself no i don't need to i don't need more right now i can wait and same thing with like spending money i don't need it the second i can wait i could save the cash to buy this Um, I've done that too. Like I bought the bed on credit and pretty sure we got, I got this TV on credit. Yeah. So that's all stuff that, um, I could have just written as a goal and saved my money.
2: Although the bed we did need.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's things (laughs) you you end up like (laughs) like convincing yourself or... or saying like, well, this can't wait. I really do want this. So you get to the point of like, where do you draw that line? And I guess that's where you have to, get comfortable with saying no to yourself and implementing and practicing the discipline because if you're not doing it with little things on a regular basis you're never going to get strong enough to sit in those bigger moments yeah. where it is tempting to say well i do really need this right now and i really can't wait um i don't know and and each moment um you're not always going to make the right decision i mean you'll we still have a lot of moments of weakness where we tell ourselves yes, and we probably should have said no. Like uh, last
2: night, <laughs> going or, and getting ice cream. <laughs> yeah, so just
1: at least by being aware and practicing the awareness and practicing looking for those opportunities, um, you can work on getting stronger, more comfortable with waiting and realizing, well, I'm okay if I, I'm i going to survive. I'm okay. I'm not going to suffer if I wait a couple more hours to smoke or um, if I maybe don't have any ice cream today, see what I feel like tomorrow or,
0: yeah.
1: um, I don't know, just getting used to practicing that stuff Yeah, and, and that's and you will have slip thing ups, I need to learn. you will have those slip ups, but just like learning like, Oh, I, I did survive or I, I was okay. Cause then you're re you're like reaffirming, you're rewiring yourself and you're showing the evidence that this thing does work. When I do it right, and when I do put in the effort, I do have the strength and ability to control myself and to tell myself no, and to postpone something or wait something out, to push through. And you start like, oh, you like, you're upping your your self-esteem and you're upping all these other things because you're confirming and showing and giving proof that I I can do this stuff. Yeah. So it's fucking hard, but
2: it's hard. But yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely like ties into one of our lesson learned um, because I I definitely do need to learn how to say no and kind of think more about future Ashley and what positions I'm putting her in.
1: <laughs> I had a, had a note uh, about it being similar to how, um, how cops don't take any action. Like they don't do a lot of like preventative stuff. I feel like police often get involved after something bad has happened. So like with the credit card, when I called Wells Fargo and they were like, we can't do anything. Call us when it gets worse. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, what, what the fuck is up with that? that so shit, you want
2: the crime to happen before that? Shit you guys are useful.
1: annoys me to no yeah. end that we don't have a society that's more focused on preventative stuff. Um, like if we focus more on education, we could probably prevent, the, uh, the majority of crimes and if we focus on the root of things then we could probably prevent a lot of bs but instead our society for some reason our government deals with everything after uh, the fact yeah they're obsessed with what's the difference prevention and reaction so they're more reactive you see how they react to everything it's always after something bad has happened they're not ever looking to avoid it and I feel like like with Wells Fargo and with police, like they want something bad to happen to like keep profiting in the meantime or something to, to, to give themselves validation for being there. Uh, I think it's a, a mixture of, of validation of well, I'm gonna micromanage, I'm a middle manager and I'm gonna micromanage everything you do in order to validate my job. Or, uh, we're not going to act until it gets really bad in order for us to maintain some sort of control, um, or profit over the situation. I think it's fucked up. It I think, is I think up. we, we need to be a more preventative uh, society Well, yeah, stop well, being so I mean, focused on reacting, react, react after it's bad instead of, well, how do we avoid it to begin with? How do we avoid society yeah. from... From devolving into this. Like, well, it shitty- even could
2: tie into like, like, um, like kids and stuff too, because we have all these systems and things in place for after the fact that people have kids and they don't want these kids. But where's all of our preventative? How do we, how do we inform these people? Like, oh, you don't want to have a kid for eighteen years and deal with it? You'll just put it in an adoptive system. But what are we doing to prevent them from having these unwanted kids? Yeah. we're not doing anything. We're not educating and if we are educating, it's a very, very minimal yeah,
1: there's a lot like, of stuff we education
2: did. in school back in the day when like I did sex ed like that shit didn't like fucking teach me anything yeah. And obviously it didn't teach a whole lot of people anything because look at all the kids we have in like foster care systems and look at all the people we have going into prisons and, and even all abortions, the fucked up shit happening. Like I, I, Just, I, There's no preventativeness to like anything. Yeah,
1: I agree with the option to to be able to have an abortion if you need one. But again, like everything should be kind of focused on preventing it. Like, well, let's not have any abortions. How can we do that? Well, educating... T- uh, by using uh, safe sex and contraceptives yeah and
2: i mean you'll have those select cases where yeah it might something yeah, might still again, happen but like it, it should still always needs be a focus needs on
1: preventing just because we
2: information and prevention just because we
1: have access to something to fix it reactionary doesn't mean that we just need to always be reacting and, yeah. and using that reactionary system we should i think the majority of our focus needs to be on preventative On a preventative system, the reactionary should only be there for emergencies. Uh, Worst case scenario, the preventative stuff didn't work. But I just don't see a lot of preventative uh, conversations or education. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's all just kind of reactionary. I agree. So let's change that, people.
2: Yeah, let's change it. Moving on. Start educating people. I think
1: I only have like three other
0: things. Oh, shit. Nice. And then we're done.
2: Do you have the scary Cheese Grater on your... No. Okay, no. <laughs> well let's <coughs> before we move on to your last three and tie up our show. This would have been a
1: lesson learned.
2: Um let's talk about your scary um cheese grater, <laughs> your hand death cheese grater you ordered. Let's talk about yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I wanted to save some money and get a get a, a grater so that we could buy block cheese, yes. which is a little bit cheaper than pre shredded cheese.
2: Yes. And we go through a lot of cheese yeah, in this like, household. Yeah, I like cheese. I like cheese on a lot of my I fucking love cheese. <laughs> uh,
1: organic cheese so that the cows are treated humanely. Yes,
2: which is even more expensive. But yes, um, we do eat organic cheese.
1: Uh, so we, I ordered the grater and uh, used it once. And I felt like every time I was pushing the cheese against the grater that I was going to slip and... Just cut the shit out of my knuckles. It
2: was a very scary. It was a very... I mean, I attempted it once. And <laughs> and I'm a very accident-prone person. Yeah. Um, and it didn't help that you were hovering over me as well. Um, but even even I, Scaredy Cat Ashley, was a little terrified to use this thing.
1: As a kid, we had thought one. I thought I would take
2: my whole hand off. And I don't
1: remember... <laughs> I don't remember ever hurting myself and i don't remember being afraid of hurting myself so i don't know what changed if i just i'm older and
2: more aware more
1: aware or if maybe like the cheese was more sturdy because the cheese we get is a little soft and bendy um so i think that has a lot to do with it because when you're pushing something and it's kind of bending i'm afraid it's going to just snap but if it's solid and and secure you feel like okay i'm good i'm good like you don't feel like it's just gonna break or uh bend and then your hand goes into the to the (laughs) the fucking knives
2: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't like it, so... Uh,
2: I liked the concept of it. I yeah. liked the idea of it, um, but that specific one, I don't know if it was the cheese grater itself or the, the cheese. It was just a basic or, hand.
1: Like it had yeah. the handle, and it was like the the rectangle attached I, to I the handle. I think
2: for the safety of myself, my hands, and the safety of you and your hands, I think I'm better off getting shredded cheese. And I'm
1: such like a... Oh.
2: a He's yawning, oh no. I'm such
1: a minimalist that the less utensils i have around the better i feel yeah like all i really have all we have are a couple spatulas for flipping like yeah. foods and a skillet and then just like the knives. silverware
2: yeah and your basic silverware like we don't oh, have and any a can of that. opener we have a can yeah. opener. yeah but we don't have any of that extra like we don't have whisks we just use spo- spoon spoons <laughs> we just use spoons and forks to like whisk gravy and things that call for whisks
1: yeah and just buying like Uh, the types of buying the types of food that we don't really have to we don't need all these like i don't know a lot of those utensils are just money makers a lot of them are useful but a lot of them you don't really need you can find other ways of doing it uh yeah the uh i i've And I didn't want to like get, I feel like you can get like a top piece for some of those like Mm. graters to protect your hand, but I don't know how that works and it's more, it's more complicated. It's It's, more
2: money. It's another
1: step in the thing. It's more money. It's more to clean. Yeah. So just to me, it's like immediately I'm like, no, that's not an option. Let's just get rid of it.
2: Let's just get rid of it. (laughs) Let's just buy the shredded cheese. We don't even have to do it ourselves and we'll pay the extra like 50 cents for the convenience. But that was our cheese grater experience. Should have took a picture of
1: it. What's, people know what a cheese grater is. Well, they maybe... can Google okay. that shit. Are I'm you just kidding me?
2: I your specific one, whatever, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, how about apartment trash dumpsters? Uh, I feel like we're- don't
2: change them enough. <laughs>
1: driving by a lot of properties, living at a lot of properties, having worked at a couple properties. What is <laughs> What is the issue with these properties, even businesses- and overflowing dumpsters yeah do they not do they have a one dumpster limit you can't we're not gonna you can't rent a second dumpster you can't buy a second dumpster uh so you you get this one single dumpster for this one property and if they have a large trash uh like output then that thing overflows so fucking quick and you have a lot of dummies who don't break down boxes
2: which is our issue at our apartments with our recycling? Yeah,
1: so then it, it fills up bins. twice as fast as it should, or or even if it if everyone's doing their job and it's still it's just trash, it overflows. Like what the fuck is that? Like how do yeah. how do we not have a better system these days where uh, there's two dumpsters?
2: And I would say, it's or
1: or I don't know, doing something to make it Sorry, like I'm less squirming. gross and less. It it makes no sense. Yeah, we have we have a trash can in the bathroom and a trash can in our kitchen.
2: And they're like little.
1: And yeah, but we have two of them. Okay, that's the point. So, and they've like you have multiple people or you have a spread out location. I feel like you should (laughs) maybe have two bins so that this shit doesn't happen every single fucking week or multiple times a week where there's just trash you know pouring out of the top of it you can't put anything in it or even on it and there's trash all around it it smells gross so it looks gross
2: and that's like our issue especially here like at our units is i mean they're fairly small i think we only have like 40 50 units and we only have one trash and one recycling like receptacle but like our recycling one is always overflowing like boxes everywhere like people are throwing trash in there like and i get like the property manager can't go and like micromanage every single person and putting notes on the door can only do so much but with as small as the property is if she would just leave her office (laughs) more than like maybe once a week and actually walk the property because I hardly ever see this woman anywhere. Um, The office is like always fucking closed. She's always on like vacation. But even with like the maintenance guy, we get here like two days a week. You would think one of them has seen it overflowing enough to know, oh, maybe we should get a second recycling bin because they always want to boast about how, like, oh, the property is so beautiful. We like to keep it clean. This, this, and that. But then when you get around the trash areas, which are a- right in the parking lot, they're not clean. They're yep. disgusting. You have garbage everywhere. You have recycling overflowing. You have trash overflowing
1: and, and they, you guys
2: can't do anything about it?
1: They say they have a, a recycling program that might be something else they brag about. But again, like what's the point of a recycling program if it's just like a clusterfuck mm-hmm. multiple times a week? I mean um, I'm glad we at
2: least have one, but half the time our recycling has to pile up inside our apartment because we can't throw it it's out. Not that bad. <laughs> Okay, but there's been times where we've had, like, two to three bags of recycling because it's so overstuffed.
0: And
1: so why are they designing the properties where if they can't, if there's not room for the dumpsters, well, let's start designing it so that there's always room for the dumpsters. And and just because you have two dumpsters doesn't mean you have to to empty both of them each time. It just means that you empty the full one, um, and then the other one is just there for backup. So regardless of if it's, like... Um,
2: and it would keep your property clean. half full
1: or quarter full maybe empty it if it's fuller than that i don't know the trash guys know but i, yeah. I feel like there should at least be an option like just because you have two of them there doesn't mean you have to like i know it'll take more time for them to dump two but it doesn't mean they'll always have to dump two
0: yeah exactly so just
1: having the option there i don't understand i see it everywhere everywhere back in iowa and here in california mm-hmm. dumpsters overflowing quite a bit of the time All and the it's time. it's just the, a weird phenomena. That I feel like is totally preventable and avoidable and just a silly, silly one. Silly, silly billies. So
2: silly. Silly billies. I can't believe you guys.
1: Uh, what's this next one? Something, the, un- oh, is the unemployment really at its lowest um, percent in 70 years?
2: What? It? I feel like it would be higher because more places have been closing and...
1: So this is like a news so, like,
2: it's harder for article one
1: that I just kind of wrote in here. Um, I've seen that a couple times now that the unemployment rate's like the lowest it's been in 70 years. I think that's great if it's true. And uh, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, only because there's so many conspiracies that have been proven to be true. And there's a lot of bad behavior that has been proven to be true so uh i'm always open-minded to conspiracy theories but i don't like sit around studying them and dwelling on them i love
2: hearing about (laughs) conspiracy theories
1: but i i find i find it interesting that
2: if you have a good conspiracy theory send it my way guys specifically
1: (laughs) with this administration with trump in office lying every single day and deflecting Factual, provable, yes, truth I'm supposed to believe every single day. This and, unemployment rate and him and his whole administration and people working for him um, and lying for him and doing whatever he wants done. Why would we take his administration's word for it or any of the people that he's put into power, or any of the, the people supporting him or associating with him who are cool with him? why would we take their word for it that that this is a true statistic and i question a lot of polls and statistics anyway since i watched penn teller's bullshit episode penn teller's bs um on a showtime that's a showtime show i think they should still have it on hulu uh, but they had an true. episode, I think it was just called Numbers. And that whole episode was about statistics and polling. Oh, and uh,
2: yeah, I think I might have caught, it, like, a tiny bit of it.
1: How, depending on the, the agenda of the people doing the poll or putting out the numbers and stuff, whatever their agenda is, they can kind of twist the numbers to fit their agenda. So we always have to or kind deception. of be aware of that. Um, that's I another thing. It's hard. Like, it's hard to trust people, but... We, we always have to kind of practice trusting people until they give us a reason not to. So,
2: But this administration has given us multiple yeah, reasons not to. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a
1: lot of other administrations, too. So I just question, like, is this a thing that they're doing to try to make their administration look good? Is this a thing that they're doing to try to uh, keep people hopeful um, and uh, quelled and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, complicit and or not complicit, complacent, where they're okay with, uh, bad things and the bullshit going on because there's little glimmers of hope and there's little, uh, bits of progress being made. And I've heard this a lot with, uh, I think Joe Rogan mentions it a lot where they, and, uh, presidential politicians, they, they seem to not make a lot of change on big issues, but Mm -hmm. they seem to give you they give the citizens the voters just a little bit of hope and they do so that
2: to get you by yeah just <laughs> to get
1: you by and they they so they allow certain things to get passed they um they to make it seem like they're working for you and they're doing what you guys want and they're trying to help and stuff so they give you little glimmers of hope but in the big scheme of things the big things aren't really being Improved, and there's not a lot of progress really being made. It's just these little weird things along the way. So, I don't know if this is a, another one of those things where yeah. they're trying to kind of keep people, uh, keep the peace by lying to the people. Yeah, instead of being interesting. Completely transparent. I
2: could see that.
1: I don't know. I, that's just what. I thought of because I, I just don't trust anything Trump says. Because you know, he's as, lied so fucking, so much. fucking and much. And everyone that works for him seems to lie too, despite what factual, repeatable, verifiable proof and evidence and facts are showing. So it's like, why should we take their word for any... Like Why are we believing anything that, that they, they say? say. Thinking so about again, we that, just have to like try to focus on our own life, proving our own lives, and not take... A, the input of others yeah we we can't always take their word for it yeah Um, i
2: wonder if there's like a like a statistical person who who compares the dropped unemployment rate with um the suicide rate And if they go based off of like. Like
1: higher suicide, lower unemployment, because those people are killing themselves. Yeah, like
2: is it (laughs) like is our suicide rate.
1: And I think
0: it is higher I think it is rising.
2: and are we looking at like those statistics? Like, are these people jobless who are killing themselves? And that's why our unemployment rate is dropping because these people can't get back into the workforce, yeah, and, people, but then they're like, oh, well, our work. Oh, people are just finding jobs. Like that's yeah. probably what they're brushing it off to instead yeah, just of because they're really comparing those stats with each other.
1: Yeah. I think they use like eligible, uh, working age. Um, so, but just cause you're el- eligible, uh, because of your age. Doesn't, doesn't mean you're el-
2: actually eligible to work.
1: Yeah. It doesn't mean, um, yeah, that's a good point with the suicide thing. Like maybe I don't know, they, I don't know right? how they, if they, how they incorporate all that stuff. Um, but yeah, an eligible, I mean, they, I'm eligible to work. And <laughs>
2: doesn't mean you can find work. Yeah. yeah and it
1: doesn't mean you're going to find work that, that you want to do jesus and and um, then people like yeah they'll
2: job they feel hard.
1: helpless or worthless and
2: and eventually depressed. Kill they, they kill
1: themselves and then oh well the unemployment rate's down great
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the suicide rate's up wonder why
1: yeah it's uh interesting i've never thought of that I don't
2: know. just a random thought that popped uh, into my and then head then the
1: last one is my note says reframe anticipation of loss of control as intentionally test surrendering so i have
2: you write such fascinating notes
1: (laughs) i have have a a a habit of framing things as so like it says you know you're not in control and accept and accept your inevitable failure so like um i don't know what's an example like having a Having to interact with the delivery guy. Let's do that. Okay. So I might view that as I'm not in control now. Someone is gonna come to my door. I don't know when I'm out of control. It's not in my control when they come. Yeah. Or who it will be or what attitude they will have, what they will say to me. All these things go through my mind. Um Will this be a pleasant interaction? Uh so instead of reframing all this as like I'm not in control anymore. I have to do this, um, I'm uncertain. Go into it, like, a way I could reframe it is going into it as this is a a test of surrendering. Okay. I'm intentionally surrendering in order to test myself. So, I wrote, you know you're not in control. So, I know you're aware, you're acknowledging, yeah. you're surrendering, I'm not in control and you accept, I'm probably going to fail, this is this is a uh, a test, a lot of tests fail, this is a difficult su- situation, a lot of people fail in difficult situations, especially when they're new with the skills, and they're trying to learn how to implement the skills in the best way, so just reminding yourself, this is going to be a, an opportunity for you to test surrendering, and doing it intentionally, knowing that you, you'll probably inevitably fail so it's a controlled simulation yeah that's the whole point of a lot of simulations and tests is to kind of you know going into it i might not do very good or i might crash or even like call of duty or something like this is a a type of simulation i'm going to play call of duty knowing i'm i'm probably going to lose a couple matches yeah i might get lost last place in a couple matches i'm going to get the most deaths uh, in a couple matches, I'm going to suck and lose, and, but also knowing, like, this is an opportunity to just kind of have fun, and, and implement the things that I have learned, and the skills that I have learned, and knowing that, uh, well, I will have a few wins, too, I might get second place, or third place, or even first place, um, and knowing that it's a simulation, and, and you're going into it, knowing that, you will lose and fail at some point, but it's a control thing, and you're intentionally surrendering, so that is right there, control, you're controlling it, you're, you're controlling your surrendering, and, um, and your intent, and all that stuff, um, so it's not tricking, it's rewiring, and I kind of mentioned the tricking thing, I, am not for, I think if anyone's telling you to trick yourself, or trick other people, I, I, I feel like that has to be the wrong way of doing it
2: yeah the wrong way to say it
1: it's manipulation
2: think of it as more as like reframe it or um
1: it's rewiring yeah you're rewire- not tricking yourself into like oh i'm gonna fail I, i'm this is a test run a simulation and uh try try surrendering and finding ways to trick yourself or lying to yourself faking it till you make it um oh, I, don't, man, I don't i don't i don't though. think that's like <laughs> I don't. I don't find it personally useful. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to 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 make it actionable because it feels dishonest or manipulative. So if you can get in the habit of reframing it as rewiring, this is me rewiring myself, not tricking myself into better behavior, positive behaviors and habits. I think that's a healthier way to do it. Um, I don't think we can really trick ourselves. I think. Tricking almost implies like a lack of awareness. And I think the only way we can really progress is knowing specifically what we need to do and how we're to do it it and what what we're doing wrong. And that that doesn't that's like that's not tricking. That's the opposite of tricking. Like, you you know, all the information you're being honest about all and transparent about all the information on the table. So that's all I have uh, for this episode, I think.
2: All right. I think that's all I have. We got to talk about the cheese grater and my few little notes and... I
1: have a bunch of screenshots of news stories left on my phone, but that'll have to wait for another day.
2: Another day, another dollar. We'll do it though. Um, <laughs> what? Hopefully, we can film one on Wednesday when I'm off.
1: Film one? We're gonna er, film it? Or
2: um, record. <sighs> That's what my plans for the next couple of days are, is All the news will be
1: news. irrelevant and useless by the time we record that. <laughs> in one day no i'm joking uh, i think uh, even if news is old i try to talk about the news in terms of ideas and what ideas these stories are presenting yeah. and are they like try to find a timeless element to it because all news is kind of present and temporary and um even after we talk about it it's old old news by the time they listen to it it's even older uh, whether they listen to it that same week that we posted or if they're going to listen to it years after we post it. It still needs, I think, if we talk about the news um, or have any conversations, we should always be kind of looking for what is the lesson here? What is the ideas here? Is this timeless? Is it actionable? what What is uh, interesting here, yeah. regardless of the, the era of time? You know, just like clothes on in a movie, like is it does it date does it, it date or it, yeah. is this like
2: does, does this, it hold up? Yeah, does uh-huh. it hold
1: up? Does it still look stylish? And trying to find the those elements in life that are kind of timeless and not so dated, even though we put numbers on things to track things and whatever, like the dates and the years and the months. Uh, it all comes down to the ideas and the actions that we're taking and the things that we're talking about. So let's try to, even if it's an old thing, we should still be learning
0: from it from it in
1: the, in the present yeah. and trying to apply it so that we can make our futures better.
2: I agree. We need better futures, that's for sure. People need to put more thought into those things. <laughs> Anything else? That's all I got for today.
1: All right. Uh, well, I'll do my outro, I all guess. All right, David's outro. What you would guys. you do if there were no limitations? None at all. What, if there were no limitations, yet you weren't limited by anything—by money, by time—you weren't limited by fear. What would you do? So learn what you 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 want to do. Learn what you would do without those weird limitations that we have to deal with as humans. Um, find what you love. Find what you want to learn and get better at, um, and then take action.
2: That's right. It's all about taking action and learning.
1: All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Ashley's going to go get ready for work. Yes. And I'm (laughs) going to watch her get ready for work. (laughs) Yes.
2: Goodbye, you guys.
0: Yoko? John? Yoko? John? Yoko? John? John? Yoko. John. 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 Yoko!